Like, so, check probably. out this album that we're going to make a lot of money off of, and you guys are all going to stream it because it's in the media and you pick mm-hmm. it up press. Mm-hmm. And on this here pod show, podcast, excuse pod me. Show. <laughs> <laughs> pod I'm show. Sorry, are you 65? <laughs> pod show. What's up, everybody? It's Mark from Hambone Relay. Thanks for listening to Dude Check This Out, a music podcast. Before I turn things over to Rob, I just got a couple of announcements. Hambone Relay has a new album coming out on May 3rd called Say Hi to Earl. It's going to have eight brand spanking new tracks as well as uh, one bonus track for the digital and uh, CD version. We're also doing vinyl. You can go to our website, www.hambonerelay.com, and pre-order a copy of the vinyl. All pre-orders get a free copy on CD of our live album, Like a Rocket, but louder. This Friday, we'll be playing at uh, Bald Birds Brewing Company in Audubon, PA, and we're going to have our good friend Daniel Kaplowitz sitting in on guitar for the whole gig, so that'll be a good time. And then this Saturday, March 2nd, we're going to be at Rockwood Music Hall, Stage 1 in New York City. So uh, all our peeps in New York, if you're listening, come on out, check it out. It's going to be a good time. And now, take it away, Rob. Gals, welcome to Dude Check This Out. My name is Rob from the band Hambone Relay. Speaking of Hambone Relay, we are a funk jam instrumental band. If you've never seen us before, I play the drums, and over there on the computer, man in the controls, is Mark. He plays organ. Hey. He's the business leader of uh, Hambone Relay. Special episode Mark has lost his voice. We played a show last night, and uh, we were screaming and having a good time, and we no longer have a Mark vocal on this one. He'll wh- whisper out some stuff. Okay, and that's as good as it gets. Like we say every episode, we always have a different uh, co-host every episode. We interview them, we talk about the music news, we talk about etc. But the one thing I always have a short disclaimer about is uh, there are too many genres. We cannot talk about every single genre. It's impossible. We try our best to kind of see what each artist is uh, shaped by, but there's no way we're going to hit everything. If you have an idea or an artist you'd like us to interview, please uh, email us at dude, check this out. Music podcast at gmail.com. Okay, so back, I think, two years ago, Hambone Relay was touring, and we played this place called the River City Music Festival. Right? No, River City uh, Blues and Darts Club, right? Is that the one? Millennium Music yes. Conference. Yeah, for the Millennium Music Conference. Mm-hmm. And we were playing, and, and we were touring. We had um, our buddy John Yinsky in the band at the time. Uh, we were touring, and we rolled in and you guys were playing our guest today that's pepper wine and we met pepper wine and they, they were fantastic you had a sax player at the time too didn't you mm-hmm. and then we also performed with outbree so we were all sorts of weird that evening. oh wow <laughs> I didn't even... that's, that's why you liked yeah. us so much i wasn't there <laughs> yeah, now you're terrible and and we also met with our friends lux uh who also played that show and um, there was another band but i'm blanking on the kid's name he was a young kid um, was it um, jake Dunn? Jake Tavel, yeah, That's he's it. from our area, actually. Oh, okay. Are you friends with him? Um, not friends. We're just familiar with him. Actually, our, sax, our old yeah. sax player n- now plays with him, um, pretty frequently. So he got stolen. Yeah, like, no, nah, he's a, he's stolen. a good musician, so he, he plays around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess you could say it that way. And we were just like, be free, go have fun. How's your travels from the shore today? Um, totally fine. 
Beautiful. Mellow. No issues. Sunny. No, that's nice. Yep. Just jammed out to some music. Good soundtrack. The whole time. Yeah. You, good soundtrack. What mm-hmm. are you checking out? Some live fish. Some mm-hmm. cake. <laughs> Do you listen to that um that uh uh app? What is it called? The jam app. We were just talking about Solar Circuit about Nugs.net. I've Nugs. heard of it. Heard yeah. of it. I haven't there's actually it out. there's one called Relisten. Okay. It's a little blue square uh, app. Mm-hmm. And it is, you, you know the, yeah. They're all they're all squares, the but it's blue. <laughs> so what it's called? I know the color. It's navy blue on the phone. So you can get like every live show there, like mostly jam bands, but they have a lot of other stuff too. It's there cool. are so many great uh, show apps, like Re- Relisten. It's called Relisten. Yep. Nugs, uh, the one we put our stuff on archive, Internet Archive. Yep. Do you guys know of any others? Is that li- Live Music Archive? Is that? No, it's just called Internet Archive and you okay. can upload it, shows. It is, yeah, it's Live Music Archive. Oh, is that what it's called yeah. too? Archive.org, yeah. Cool. Yeah, we upload our stuff on there and then, are there any others that you guys can think of? Um, Offhand? I'm a bad person to ask about that because I feel like my go-to is usually like if I want to hear like a show, I'll just go YouTube and if they're big enough, then their show will be on YouTube usually. And that's a thing that bands mm-hmm. should do. They should upload a whole show. At Definitely. least one, just for pe- people, if they wanted to, they're cleaning, they can put something. Definitely. Mm-hmm. What's your go-to on YouTube, though? Um, like a full show. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of hard. It Depends changes. On the mood. Yeah, it changes. On the mood. Like today, when I was at the gym, I listened to a little bit of Alan Stone. Which album? Um, just a live like recording. Live yeah, I like listening to live recordings when I'm at the gym, just because like it gets me going, you mm-hmm. know. And then it's like makes me really excited, both about like you know working out, like who's excited about that, but then also about making music. Abs, abs, abs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then sometimes I listen to talk because they're like so, you know, up, uplifting and like energetic. It just depends on so my you mood. You guys are going to see tonight. You're going to go see mm-hmm. talk in the, in the, I think, Armour Music Hall, you said. Yep. Yes, sir. That's going to be a good show. Yeah, yeah we've be never fun. been there before, so looking forward oh, it's, to it. Oh, it's, it's great. Yeah. We, uh, we play there every now and again. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of friends that run that place. Uh, nice. Chris and uh, Nick Greeley and all those guys. But like I said, we have Pepperwine in the studio. We have Kelly Shane and Brees Panapinto. Did I do it right? <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. He's going to punch me after With this. With an accent, too. Penapinto. <laughs> Your drummer also has a pretty Italian name, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, uh-huh. right? Yep. Well, very cool. Well, I love your guys' music. When we first saw you, like we said, Brees wasn't there, so it was weird. No, it was fine. <laughs> it sounded great. It was just no guitar. Yeah, yeah and then um, Brees plays guitar in the band. Kelly uh, plays piano and lead vocals, mm-hmm. or keys and lead vocals. She mm-hmm. doesn't take a grand piano all around. That would be no. awesome. Unfortunately, though. not yet. Maybe one day. You ever not heard yet. the story of Ben Folds? Uh, like when he was first like touring, he brought like a baby, not a baby grand. Yeah, baby grand. He put it in like a truck and he would roll really? around with it instead of using the keyboard. Wow. He thought it was lame, which is stupid because he had to rent a fucking truck, <laughs> rent a truck to bring the stupid piano around. Yeah, but it's a whole thing. And then he has like a great stage appeal and it sounds amazing. So did you grow up happen? playing? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, baby grand pianos and things like that. Um, I mean, I never had a baby grand. I just had upright pianos. But yeah, I grew up playing. But I was like more focused on singing when I was younger. And then it really wasn't until I was in college that I like got deep into playing piano and got better at it. it and then fa- when I started writing, then it's just like took right, off. Right. Was it a family thing when you were singing? Like everybody like played guitar? Or like nope, it was just, not at just all. Like to sing along with the radio. My parents the have zero musical talent. Like <laughs> zero. <laughs> Kelly's an anomaly. Now, do you say that or do they say that? Well, actually, my dad he kind of has a good voice, and I've always told him that. But then he had like surgery on his throat, so he can't really sing anymore. But he's really good at humming. 
Yeah, he's a really good whistler and hummer. Um, he's but my turn the next Tom Waits. Watch what you say. That's true. Good. <laughs> yeah, but no, my sister played. My sister's three years older than me, so like she was playing piano, and I wanted to do everything that she did. So then I was like, I'm doing that. And then I started, and I loved it. And then how old were you then? When your sister was mm, like five or six. Okay. So I was really little. Did I don't really remember those early years. I just remember my piano teacher, and he kind of scared me. So. <laughs> Who is the piano You teacher? better practice. Oh my god, his name was Mr. Hallett. And if he knew that now I like instruct piano, he would just be like, I don't know, blown away cuz those early days. I mean, I was a kid, I was just being a typical kid. Right, you, like the ADHD was rampant and you just want to go outside and yeah, do your thing. And exactly. And my parents were never the ones to be like, you have to sit down for an hour and practice. Like they would just like let me kind of do it on my own and mm-hmm. like there were weeks when like I wouldn't do it on my own and then Mr. Hallett would call me out and make me feel bad. Mm-hmm. As he should. He was doing <laughs> his due diligence. He, mm-hmm. your parents were like, I'm, yeah. I'm good. I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> make him do the dirty work. Yeah, make him yell. I yell enough. I'm fine. Um, where did what town did you grow up in? Um, Vernon Township. It's in Sussex County. Okay. Yeah. Right so on. like all the way up. I don't really. From here, it's probably like a good two and a half hours. Oh, right on. Yeah, I was like 20 minutes south from like the most northern tip of New Jersey. That's awesome. So you went yeah. to New York a lot as a kid or not really? Um, my sister went to school in New York State, so then like I would go to New York State. But um, I think you meant the city. New York City, yeah, in high school, yes, to see like a lot of Broadway shows because I did a lot of like theater in high school. Oh, cool! Mm-hmm. Was that that was kind of your training? Were you taking vocal lessons at the time? Yeah, for musical theater. Mm-hmm. Yep. What shows did you do? Um, kind of a bunch. I did Jekyll and Hyde, Kiss Me Kate, Once on This Island. I'm doing um, that in a couple weeks. I'm doing Once on This Island in a really? couple weeks at a high school. That's a fun did show. Did you enjoy it? Um, yeah, it was kind of interesting though because it was like a community theater production and we didn't have any budget. So like we had no set. It was just like a blank stage and we had no costumes. So we just all wore tie-dye shirts and <laughs> made it work. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, kind of bare bones, but it was fun. And then in high school, um, Sunday in the Park with George and Sweeney Todd, which was like super dark for a high school to do. Yeah, those. I'm surprised they can get away with some of the shows, these high school musicals like Sweeney Todd or Rent. I don't know if a lot of high schools do Rent, which like... You'd be surprised. Oh, really? Yeah, like oh. I've talked to a few schools okay. and, and like it's always the, the first year of a choral director, like we're going to do Rent, it's going to be awesome. I mean, it's then, an amazing show, but it's yeah. like pretty racy for like 14 year olds, you know? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's always that first show and then they go right to like, hello, Dolly. Like, we're fine. We're cool. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to keep it mellow. Fine. <laughs> Okay, so you also went to school for music theory, though, too, right? You went to school for yeah, music? Yeah, yeah, I went Where? to school for music. Um, I went to Monmouth. It's not a music school, but... Um, I Monmouth. Yeah. I have a couple friends that went there. Yeah, and, like, the professors who were there, it was kind of cool because it was small. Like, the department was really small, so, you know, you had kind of, like, a first-name basis with a lot of, a lot of the professors, and, um, yeah, I feel like I learned a lot. I enjoyed my time there. It was close-knit. Um, Kelly was classically trained opera. Yeah, opera, right? I studied opera, opera singing. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. did, what did you kind of? What were you singing at the time? Who were you studying? Uh, assorted pieces. Um, assorted pieces, definitely. Like just different languages. Um, it was my sophomore, junior, and senior year. My teacher. Um, all I, I mean, she was amazing. But what I take away from her mostly was that she would just kind of really talk about like singing with like freedom and just like just letting your voice go and singing really open. Was that singing and, topless? Yeah, Just exactly. Free. Topless. Nice. <laughs> I like the and yeah, she helped me work on my my. Wait, what does that mean? I, I feel singing, like, singing free. Just uh, you know, uh, just freeing, freeing yourself. Okay, I thought there was it's like a really bad joke. Term. No, it's, <laughs> it's a terrible I was, I was joke. Curious. Singing topless. What's that? 
Yeah, Mark, scratch that from Rob me. said, like, no, we keep the Rob idiot lines. <laughs> and editing? What's editing? <laughs> we cut out the jargon. But okay, so did you study piano as well at the same time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as a music major, like, you have to do, like, you know, private lessons, a certain amount of credits, like, doing private lessons. So I did guitar, but my guitar teacher was terrible. I was, like, his first lesson of the day, so I was... Oh, so it was, like, grumpy and he, would, he Yeah, and he would show up late, late. to every lesson. So the, hour, the lesson was an hour. He'd come at, like, 20 minutes after the lesson was supposed to start, and then he'd just talk about his dog the whole time. <laughs> so all I really... I learned dust in the wind... And we can work it out. That's all I really learned on guitar. I like the second one. So we can work it out. <laughs> I don't even know that one. So all yeah, more more of my focus was like musical theater, singing, piano. Right on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so is this around the time that um, I had the band name written down? I did. Uh, the Wild Honey. What were yeah, you the Wild Honey. It's, no, it was it? called, it was I'm, called I'm the Fly wrong. Honey. Fly I'm wrong. Fly mm-hmm. Honey. Yeah. <laughs> weird. Weird. <laughs> what was it? It's weird. Well, give me this like a synopsis. This is like a podcast. We dive into um, it. It was like rock trying to be like 70s, like Jefferson Airplane, like Ooh. just, yeah, but also just not tight. So <laughs> <laughs> but that's what 70s rock was. So, yeah, you know, you we go. played a couple gigs and then we all kind of dispersed and that was that. Okay, so that didn't really last. That it long. wasn't like a full on thing. It was basically like my senior year. We kind of like got together, wrote some songs, played a couple gigs, and it was like fun for like our friends to go to. And then after senior year ended, it was like that was that. Were you writing at the time? Um, yeah, but like not the way that I write now. And like my piano skills were not to what they are now. So you know I wasn't as proficient with. We doing like a lot of lot of block chords. <laughs> a lot of block chords. And, like, block chords. Stuff. Yeah, and like you know simple movements and simple arrangements with the rhythms that I was playing on the piano. Real quick, this uh, this episode sponsored by the train, the Riverline. <laughs> the Riverline is sponsoring this podcast. Yes. Fuck you, Riverline. <laughs> don't drink and drive. Take the don't train. Take take the train. <laughs> How did this become a don't drink and drive segment? Um, also, we can do profanities on this podcast, so feel free. Fuck yeah. Right, yeah cool. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's re- listed explicit on iTunes. Fucking sweet, bro. going, fuck. <laughs> All right, Brees, we have a theory around here. Uh-oh. It's true. Uh, guitar. <laughs> let me finish. Whatever you heard, it's true. We're guitar players. Um, if you find one guitar player, there are at least two or three in the family that have passed down all of the traditions, usually. Is that the case for you? No. That is Damn not it. That is not the case. No. The yeah. first one. No. My uncle plays piano. My mom played piano. My dad plays accordion. Both my sisters played piano. So like, I, my parents made me pick an instrument, basically. So That's I picked, awesome. I picked guitar. I had, to, I had to take lessons. So around maybe 10 years old, I started taking acoustic guitar lessons. Is that when you picked guitar around 10, 10 years old? Yeah, yeah. Or okay. maybe it picked me. Oh, we're not doing that. Not, not, <laughs> is it like that Chinese thing where they lay like like 10 different items across the floor and a one-year-old crawls to the, whatever item they're going to be? Have you yeah, heard I of that? No, I haven't, but I like that idea. Yeah, it's like a thing. So like, so like you're a kid, you crawl towards a pencil, you're going to be a journalist or a writer. And they try to train you for that because they think they, it matters. You just like the shape, you know? Yeah, right. I mean, you haven't heard this? It's like a cute story, but I don't know if I believe in that. Do you believe in it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would. It'd be cool if they. would be cool if I did though, because then I try to like back it. I don't. If know. they lined up <laughs> ten things and you sat there and whichever one, like you just looked at them all and whichever one, like, whichever moved am, closer to you. Yeah. That's. That's like a, it's kind of a weird psychological, but also like a, a vibe thing. Like <clears throat> I like the shape of this. 
I want to do this for the rest of my life. Like a drumstick or a drum key, can you imagine? <laughs> what baby, is that? What thing? is this? <laughs> I need to this, put it, my son. I need to put it on something and twist. And <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. Hey, <laughs> um, Hey, if you got to do what you got to do. All right, so you took lessons at 10. What were you learning at 10 years old? Was it just oh, man. basics? Like just stuff that I, didn't, that I didn't want to learn. Just stuff like, and he would, the guy would make me sing a lot. So I really didn't want to sing. I just wanted to play. But he would make me do chord. Great guy. Uh, shout out to Dave Cohen, man. Good man. Uh, he, he played yeah, around a lot. In Monmouth County, he played around like in Belmar. Um, I don't know if he's still teaching, but really nice guy. So like we would do just songs like... Uh, like Cat Stevens and, you know, like that kind of Learn stuff, chords. just singing and chords and singing. And I never practiced and <laughs> I just wanted to be good at guitar and never practice. So that never really went too well. You know, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. People have. What, how old were you when you realized that? That I don't like that, to practice? To practice to, oh, man. To a, a, like a, too late. <laughs> too late. That's the problem. <laughs> so I played acoustic guitar. And then uh, when I graduated eighth grade, and I don't know what, what, how old is that? 14. 14. I got my first electric. So graduating, I got an electric and then. What was it? It was an Ibanez. I still have it. An S class Ibanez, like nice. 400 bucks from Guitar Center or something. Sweet. Um, you still play it? I don't. It just sits under my futon. I put in uh, some Wait, EMG pickups into it. It's black and, and shiny. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Glittery almost. Yeah, we have a I futon in, that uh, we have just like instruments stashed. Mandolins under there. Mandolin. Uh, what else? There's U- like ukuleles, auto harp under there. Auto harp, guitars. Melodica. Melodica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, an auto harp that like my mom acquired from somebody. Whenever like somebody's giving away an instrument, it's like, oh, Kelly will take it. It's just <laughs> a dusty like, mess. Okay. okay. Dusty mess of instruments. I guess I'll learn how to play it. Cases under Tomorrow. this futon. <laughs> oh, I have the same problem. My girlfriend wants to kill me. There's like drum cases, guitar cases, bass cases. But that's mm-hmm. what happens. It just uh, accumulates. Yeah. Uh, we actually got in a fight about this the other day, so it's like I'm reliving it. Um, All right. It's change brutal. Subject. Change the subject. Change the subject. So you graduated eighth grade. You got the electric. Got the change electric. The subject. Change the subject. Um, so you go, so, you go to the, you go to the high school and you're playing electric guitar. Yeah. Oh, when yeah. did the first band happen? Like the first band didn't happen until after college. What? Unfortunately, I know. Terrible. I would do. I would just go home and learn riffs. Like I was a riff guy, so I would learn like Avenged Sevenfold riffs and CKY riffs. Like. But you weren't like just doing nothing in high school. Like you were like apparently a really great baseball player, and like that was your focus. Yeah, I did sports. Yeah. I didn't do music too much. Yeah, I did sports, baseball, ba- uh, baseball, basketball, baseball soccer. Yeah. <laughs> baseball bat. So like, I got, music kind of took a backseat. I wasn't really too into it. Um, although I wish it, I was more into it. You know. Well, when you're a kid, you have all that like energy. so much stuff going on. Just yeah. like. Yeah, what what was your position? Uh, baseball. Well, in high school, I played outfield and pitcher, and then uh, soccer. I was the captain, co-captain. That was fun. Soccer <laughs> was probably my highlight of my uh, high school career. Mark's also a, a high school uh, professional soccer player. Yeah. Cool. Professional. Oh yeah. Mark can't speak. He just has his fist in the air. A <laughs> <our> breakfast club. <laughs> yes. You guys don't have. A, we'll have a camera on Mark eventually, but we're not there yet. We don't have to. No it. budget yet for the third camera. <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking for that sponsor. <laughs> anyway, NJ so, Transit, where are you at? NJ Transit. <laughs> Kate May Brewing. Yeah, Kate May Brewing. Call us. Um, okay, so you're playing a lot of riffs in high school, which eventually leads into you pl- like what how you play later. You're, you're very yeah, a lot of riffs guitar player. Yeah, a lot of riffs, especially yeah. with your uh, your other band. Yeah, so the first band, the first band after college. The first band was Treasure Buried Here. They That's were right. Really we were good. A, uh, like a punk hardcore band. 
we played a decent amount of shows, maybe like 50 shows or so. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And you were really good. Yeah, and that band, the same way with Pepperwine, we've had we had a lot of like turnover. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a couple bass players, a couple of drummers, um, and actually the very first drummer of Pepperwine was in that band. And Julian, the bass player in Pepperwine now, was in that band as well. So it's yeah, kind of like get to it goes full. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm no, you're good. I'm you're giving, like, I'm you're leading. Ahead of me. I'm just like I'm ready to go. I'm dropping well, I had a seeds. question real quick. Was you went to college? Where did you go to college? Yeah, I went to Penn State. Oh, right on. Mm-hmm. The okay. Pennsylvania State. Yeah. Did you try to get on the baseball team and stuff? At- nah, I just did intramurals. Yeah, no. Okay. Intramurals. There's too many people there to even try. What were like, you studying there? I well, the thing is, I just went to college because that was like the next step, mm. you know, for like naturally what, for like lu- for lucky people that you know that whose parents prepared. Absolutely, you know? but how how crazy is it, is it that society kind of tricks you and that you have to go? You're gonna need this, right? But absolutely. How often have people actually said, "Can I see a, a copy of your fucking uh, college diploma?" Right? Yeah, right. never. It sits in my. Cubby at home. <laughs> just, yeah, mine. Know. Mine's framed at least. I got it framed. Good for you. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm I think my mom may have done that though. Yeah. I didn't do that myself. But no, honestly, when she came over and hung it up for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I it's, for this. it's still at my. It's, <laughs> it's in my room at my parents' house still, and which oh, I exactly. which I don't live in. <laughs> it's just there. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just chilling in their house. But uh, yeah, I mean, I wish if honestly. I mean, I don't, I don't want to change anything. I wouldn't change anything, but mm. a year off after high school is not a bad idea. Just, you're not really sure. You're still young. You're not sure what you want to do. Just take a year off, kind of chill mm-hmm. and get some jobs and see what you want to do, kind yeah. of test the waters and then grow up a little bit. Yeah. You're, how can you like right after high school immediately know what you're going to do? So yeah, I'm not suggesting that no, no, you're people not. go to Europe and I mean, find yourself. Yes. Don't mm-hmm. spend a trillion dollars to right. go to Europe to find yourself. You can go to the. <laughs> The, the lobby of the Seven Eleven be just okay. But do you feel the same way? Uh, no, Tammy? I do. Yeah, because like I feel like far too often we're like told that we have to go to college, and then like you know you go and you don't know what you're majoring in, or you're not really sure what direction you're going in, and then all of a sudden it's like f- four years go by, and it's like oh now I have to get a job, and I'm like you know maybe you don't really even necessarily know what you're doing. I mean. I remember being in my 20s and like still being like 26, 27 and having so many of my friends just still not with jobs, you know, not sure what they want to do, not sure what direction they want to go in. So it's like, you know, t- it's better to take the time, figure it out. Yeah, you're going to spend that much money. It's so and it's right. so much money and that's something like when I was, you know, 17, 18 in high school like you know, applying for college, I had no idea what that money even meant. And now it's Mm -hmm. like, I'm still paying off my school loans. And like, thankfully my parents have been so nice in helping me with a lot of them. But you know, they kind of said like, this is what you're taking on. But when you're 17, you're like, okay, yeah, sounds good. But now that you know the, uh, the, uh, we'll call it the meaning of money or Mm -hmm. the sense of money, you're looking at that like, oh my God, you're (laughs) cross-eyed. Like, yeah, look at all those zeros, mom. Yeah, Um, exactly. No, I've had discussions with uh, friends and uh, my girlfriend about, that sort of thing and mm-hmm. it's hard because when you're 18 you, you have no idea mm-hmm. no idea get the hell out of here yeah. mm-hmm. um, and I think there was some statistic when I went to school what year did you guys go to college so 09 graduated yeah 09 okay when I went oh, you graduated in 09 we graduated in 09 started in 05 okay so I'm younger than you guys I started in 08 so 
then I remember at my when I went to school, they said like ninety percent of students don't know what they're gonna do mm-hmm. when they Which go. Which is to crazy. It's just like mm-hmm. you said, it's that next step that we've been told. Which is crazy. Yeah. It should be ninety percent know exactly what they want to do. Yeah, right? and it's like, like the lucky few <laughs> who they have that direction and they're like the drive and they know what they're gonna do and then they go and they get their degree and then they go off and they're just like an engineer or like a doctor or whatever else they're gonna go. Do. Right, and you're actually gonna do well when you study <clears throat> for these things that you actually want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like yeah. at the time we'll. For example, I mean, we both went to school for music. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you didn't do what you wanted to do, but I mean, like, you went to musical theater. You loved opera and musical theater at the time, so you mm-hmm. thought that's your avenue. Yeah, and, like, when I graduated school, like, I was going on auditions. I was trying to, like, you know, get placed in something, um, and nothing really was panning out. I had a couple callbacks, but nothing really was, you know, going the way that I wanted it to. And if maybe if I had committed to it a little bit more and, like, moved to New York or something, like, I would have, like, maybe made it happen. But I didn't. And then, like, my life kind of picked up down the shore with, like, private lessons and, like, teaching and stuff. So then, like, my life just went in a different direction. But, yeah, I mean, when I went to school, like, I just thought, like, I'm going to perform. I'm going to be in musicals. So that's just what I'm going to do. How long did you were you trying to get into New York <laughs> shows? I would say probably about like a year. Okay. Yeah. And then you just got the natural vibe that you, uh, life was pulling you toward back towards home. Towards yeah. The and then also just like it was really getting to me. Like I feel like now is different. I think I'm like I have like a thicker skin now that I'm older. But like when I was younger, like it was way more sensitive than I ever was like you know, than I am now. So like when I was younger, I would go to these auditions. You wait for freaking hours and mm. like you get to sing for like a minute for these people. And then they don't really say much. And then, you know, so then I'd just leave and I'd be like, damn. Just not good enough. You know, and then you just doubt yourself, like, what the hell am I doing? Even though, like, you know, it was kind of like I came from being um, a what's the phrase a big fish in a little pond Mm -hmm. like I came from that where I was like I got all the leads, I got all the souls, I got you know, so I was like I left college feeling like I'm on a high, like I'm gonna like do it, and then it just like yeah, you realize how big the pond, the, the ocean oh, is. Oh yeah, as to and your like, pond. there's so many crazy, amazing, talented people. Mm-hmm. But at the same juncture, I feel like maybe if I had gone to a different school where there were more like connections to people, because that's another thing with it too. Like, you know, it's kind of who you know. Yeah, especially after college, how, mm-hmm. how, what connections have you kept and used? Mm-hmm. There are a few that I friends that I use, but a lot of them have become, have become teachers and th- things like that. Mm-hmm. Um. I just want to do a quick aside. Like, we're talking about these things that, you know, like, would have done this or should have done that or whatever. But, you know, in the end, if we had done anything differently, we We wouldn't wouldn't, be together. Yeah, we wouldn't. Pepper wine wouldn't be here. So, like, you can think about things, but I'm not, we're not regretting anything. Yeah, I feel like I always preface that, too, when I have these types of conversations. I always say, It's fun to talk about. Yeah. It's fun to contemplate, like, what life would have been, but then you Uh wouldn't have what you have now. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. maybe you're better off now than you would have been that way. Yeah. I figured that I did some soul searching when I was going to therapy and kind of doing that kind of talk. I don't know if you guys have dove into that sort of a thing. At times. At times. Well, I mean, you figure out that you would never be where you need to be if you're constantly contemplating which way to go. Exactly. You You got to like, you got to pick a direction and go for it. Yeah, no, 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 I totally get what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) That made so much sense. (laughs) It made too much sense. Hey, Mark, why don't you take my seat? Do you smell burnt toast, Rob? (laughs) There's smoke coming out of your ears, Rob. I feel a tick coming out of my my left eye. Um, Okay, so I want to talk about, in every interview I read of Pepper Wine, you talk about the legendary Ocean Grove apartment. Mm-hmm. How big was this apartment? Oh my gosh! Like you're <laughs> about that? exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, now I'm numb. Um, no, but like you, this. You walked into the front door and you could put your hands out and touch the walls. left and right walls. Are you serious? So small. Like enough for a bed and, right. and get a desk. You really, really hurt yourself hurt me, there. Yeah. 
Um, so, it was like railroad style, if you know what that is. So like you walk in and it's the living room and then there was like a small doorway, which then led into a very small bedroom, all of which was they were the same width. Mm-hmm. And then that led into the kitchen and then very small bathroom. And so basically it was like a converted porch of these people's house. And like when they would come down, it was like their summer home. So like when they would come down, like in the nicer weather, like they would just like be in their house and they would, they would have like these like elegant dinners, like on their porch. Like they had this really like beautiful chandelier and I'd just be like in my apartment, like trying not to make noise. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it was weird. I didn't live really there long. Strange. But that's kind of like, that's the first place that we started playing music together. Funk like before that. Yeah, Funkweiler. And I right. had a crazy So that's the apartment then. you lived in after uh, doing all the additions in New York and you moved to Ocean Gro- this Ocean Grove apartment? Was that kind well, of Well, yeah. So I lived in a couple other places. Like right, right after college, I was kind of like a little gypsy and like I just was like moving around different apartments and different houses and stuff. And then like I lived in this one place with a friend in Long Branch, New Jersey. Mm. And then that's when I met Brees. And then we didn't start playing music at first because we were just like dating and getting to know each other. Well, the story real quick, and we're going to dive into that, is you so wanted cute. to learn how to sing vocals, correct? Yes, I was in the punk band, yeah. Right. Were you singing lead vocals in the punk no, band? No. Well, time? a couple songs I would, but I was not the main lead, uh, the, the lead vocal. I was more like backup and then yeah, like lead better. on some. You were better than And then we would go back and forth on some <laughs> songs, too. Compliments for so, you today. So I was like running out of breath on... on uh, on stage, you know, playing and running out of breath, and I couldn't, I couldn't sustain my voice or whatever, provide power like for my voice. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I was doing everything wrong, screaming, whatever, terrible crap. So I would didn't have a job, living at my parents' house, and I would just go on bike rides, and I would bike past this in Belmar, this uh, on Main Street, the Belmar School of Musical Arts. So one day I went in, and I talked to the guy, and I said, like, I know this is weird, but I just want one lesson. I want one lesson just to like learn some some exercises. I'll go home, do them myself, and I'll build it up myself because I just have no idea what to do. So he's like, oh, we don't do that. You know, you have to sign up for a month. It's like, well, we have this one teacher, and he called Kelly. He called her a badass. Quote, unquote, we have this badass teacher that, you know, you, you can ha- have lessons with her. And that was the that start. That really nice. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly the badass. That's really cool. Yeah. And that's when you guys first meet is, is that's uh, it. Mm-hmm. teaching vocals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. How did that first lesson go? Do you recall, Kelly? Um, My only memories were uh, walking in the door, seeing Bree, thinking like, oh, man, he's really cute. Oh, my Damn God. It. Look at that man. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. And then going in oh, the room. Oh, take a sip of beer. What were you really thinking? <laughs> 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 okay, so really. Um, No, that's what I thought. I was just like, wow, he's really cute. Okay, let's do this. And then walked back to the room. And um, I think I showed you a couple exercises, one of which you still sing from time to time, like in the kitchen. Like I don't mm-hmm. use that exercise with my students anymore, <laughs> but like, you still like to do it. And um, yeah, I had you play a song on the guitar. It was one of your original songs. I don't think I brought my guitar the first lesson today. I? I think I only brought the last oh, one. Oh no, I told you to bring it the second one. Yeah, so we just did like some breathing exercises and stuff. But the whole time I was just like, he's really cute. Then we exchanged numbers and then like we just started texting. Not like in a sexual manner exchanging like a, you're my teacher and now yeah, we need like to schedule. Let's, let's, you know, and we need to schedule. schedule. But then he was doing this <laughs> stuff like going away, like he visited yeah. his sister in California. So I had a, I had a one month, sick. I had a month long lesson and it turned out to be like, we did those four lessons over the course of like three months because I got really sick and like I had uh, and I'm a little sick right now as you can hear in my voice but I had just like boogers coming everywhere for Mm -hmm. weeks and I just kept like having to tell her that I have to reschedule I didn't want to get her sick and I sounded like crap 
at the time she's like he's ignoring me yeah or he's yeah and she's back. like oh, he's, he's dranging me on <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then after he's my my um student like once he stopped and i like started texting him not like in a weird way just like hey you want to hang out like come hang out like come have come drink. drive all the way to long come Branch have drinks and with me and my friend and yeah that didn't end up, ever end up happening and then like months later we ended up going to a concert and from then on we've been together and then yeah. you guys have been dating ever since our mm-hmm. first date was uh bouncing souls home for the holiday show mm-hmm. oh, very at the cool. stone pony mm-hmm. yep mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. awesome yep and i knew she was good from there she would go to see your soul show with me yeah I mean, <laughs> what year was that 2011 i think I th- yeah i think we we think 2011 11. Mm-hmm. okay and around the same time you guys really start to sing together play together well, Around? so that when, when she was in Long Branch, that we went to Bouncing Souls and like it was I think it was a show that got snowed out for December, so they did it in like January or February. They did February. It was a week before um, Valentine's Day. So uh, I think that spring is when you moved into Ocean Grove, right? Yes. And then I think the following Kelly like, had fall. no internet, no TV at Ocean Grove, so it was just like, what should we do? Oh, sweet, you have a guitar. Let's let's play and that's and, and like yeah, yeah, that's that's let's a, write that's, some music. yeah. That was how awesome. Much, how much writing did you get done at the time? I mean, at the time, we were just kind of like jamming and like trying to figure out what we were doing. And then all of a sudden, like we got two texts, one from this guy who wanted us to do this cover show. Mm. And then another one was um, for the Saint in Asbury. Wait, how did they know that we were playing? Well, like people, like, people would just like <laughs> people would ask and I'd just be like, oh, yeah, like we've been playing music lately. Blah, blah, blah. Well, the one guy who asked us for the show, we worked at a restaurant together. Mm-hmm. Well. Kelly worked there first, then I started working there, and she stopped working there. Mm-hmm. But this guy played guitar there, like, on Saturday nights. So then we he had this gig at Paul's Tavern Yeah, his in father, like, Belmar. owned it or something. Yeah. So that turned out to be our first gig. Well, going back to Ocean Grove, we, would, we wrote enough originals for, like, a 30-minute set. And we did an original set at The Saint with our friend John uh, on djembe, like, a little handheld or, like, between-his-legs drum Congo thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had the show at Paul's Tavern. That was our very first show. That was a three-hour show, and we did covers. Like, and we had music in front of us, and we did, like, uh, what's <laughs> that seven-minute bar song that everybody freaking... Uh, American Pie. Yeah, American Dude, Pie. Dude, I did that one. <laughs> That's my cover closer. Yeah, I mean, it was <laughs> fine. It was fun. And, like, there was, like, a bar crawl, so there was, like, lots of people there, and our families came. But our, our, our band name wasn't Pepper One. It was Boots and Beans. Oh, it's cute. <laughs> we didn't That's have really pepper on that. I love that you should Boots make a shirt anyway. Boots and beans. Boots and beans. I think that's super cute. I do. Now, your buddy John, who played uh, djembe with you on the in the beginning, mm-hmm. he's the drummer from your your band. Yeah, mm-hmm. from Treasure Buried here, yep. And was it just he was in that band at the time? You're like, hey, do you know any percussion? And he was like, my friend before, like, first. Okay. So I've known him since, like, 10 years old. Uh-huh. So we, uh, when we, we lost our drummer for Treasure Buried here, and I asked him, he had just graduated school or whatever the case was, he was in town, and I said, do you want to play? And he was like, hell yeah. So he's, he was playing with us, and then uh, once that kind of crapped out, he was doing, like, cover gigs and stuff, and then we just kind of mentioned that we're playing and we're looking for some percussion i guess we had in mind like a cajon or something mm-hmm. which eventually he would play some cajon but it was just so acoustic and light and just like mm-hmm. chill and groovy that mm-hmm. it didn't need a full set like the djembe was perfect and he had a tambourine as well he would tambourine on a pillow next to him <laughs> yeah, cool. see that's cooler for a drummer playing the cajon it's kind of degrading I think Mike would agree with you. Yo, I'll call Mike. We'll talk it out. There's there's, there's this YouTube uh, drummer I follow. He's like a dude's dude. Mm -hmm. 
Come I know about dudes, dudes, bro. Worst He's a dudes, dude. So like he he basically says like the the djembe is so degrading because it's not like a real it's not a drum set, but everyone has to pretend like it is. Mm-hmm. And there are other avenues, but um, I, it's great that you guys did djembe instead. I feel like that's way better. Mm-hmm. As opposed to a drummer trying to get away with playing a box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So eventually you guys write enough songs and you go into the studio with John and you record, right? Not really in a studio. We did it at our house. That was a self Oh, really? We did it all yeah. by ourselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right on like a laptop, like garage. A band. laptop. We bought, on, yeah, we a, bought um, a nice, a decently nice uh, like road, Scarlet interface road microphone. Things. Yeah. And a then road. a road microphone. Um, we still have it. It's really nice. Oh, yeah. So we... Uh, I'm sorry. It's a Rode. What's the... I don't know what the model is. It's like 400 bucks. It looks like this, but it's a, it's a little bit larger. It's, it's nice. It's a nice, nice one. It's got good Ribbon, uh, microphone, good sound. whatever these are oh, called. And, oh, yeah, yeah. and then we got a, like a Scarlet interface that you just pop it into your, your laptop. So there's like two inputs. Yeah, just like that, mm-hmm. but smaller. And... Uh, yeah, we, we did it ourselves. and It took a long time. <laughs> it took a long time. We ended up having a party because there's this one song. Uh, there's called Mother still Whiskey. an amazing song. It's called Mother yeah. Whiskey. Look it up Every on YouTube. Every show, Brees is like... Pepper uh, Wine, Mother like, Whiskey. When are you gonna it's a great win, song. Uh, when are you guys going to learn Mother Whiskey? Because it's so like a, their favorite song. <laughs> we had a party and we had all these people sing the chorus with us. And it, it, it turned out really cool. Yeah. Like people were like singing and, and like screaming and stuff on it. It was fun. It was we fun. had it mixed and mastered by the guy who, who uh, did the five song... EP for Treasure Buried Here and it just it doesn't sound right great guy really talented kid but it's like it's very trebly and like mm. very harsh sounding almost yeah and then it's also just, just like you know just like the the way the instruments sound is just totally different and yeah which it's is okay it's okay for what it was let's put it that yeah. way yeah, you guys should re- redo it and release it just as a single not like on the album or anything well, yeah maybe not <laughs> I think we gotta remix it's it so a little different. bit it's crazy yeah it's totally different than well, anything well yeah I mean redo it like mm-hmm. just go into a studio and bang it out in a day Right. That's true. Yeah, that's I, the real version. I ordered like a thousand copies of this CD, this five song EP. <laughs> oops. So yeah, oops is right. We have a, a basement full of like, like eight hundred. <laughs> you can get one for free. I'll send it to you. For free. Cool, In cool fact, album what art. Your, what are your interviews said that too? It's like we have a bunch of them at home. Email yeah. us because you're not gonna find it. But one thing I don't know if you've. Uh, listen to too many of these uh, podcasts. We do have a Spotify playlist attached to each, uh, each episode, and we talk about we have each um, artist or song kind of listed as the episode goes on. So if you want, you can pause and go listen to the trebly stupid as fuck <laughs> version of this song. I haven't listened to it yet, so I'm excited. I, we may have scrubbed it from the internet. Yeah, I think because um, I took it down just we're because. We're so different. Yeah. I love those songs. Wait, is it on the first EP? It's on, uh, it's on uh, Mighty Fine, it's called. Mm-hmm. So yeah, not are you, are you is talking, it? About, talking about uh, Mother Whiskey? No, no, you're thinking yeah. of you have it. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> hold it up. Yeah. You're thinking of Future ah. Habits. No, future look, habits. it's, it's right on YouTube. Right there. We have it on YouTube. The the, uh, the artwork is awesome. The artwork's great. The artwork's great. I like the songs are cool, but the problem is like if you look us up and this is what you find first, this is nothing what we sound like right now. So like that's that's kind of why we would we would scrub it from the internet. And like personally, I love these songs. Personally. As like a vocalist and piano player, like my skill, like vocally, is just totally different now than the way that I was singing on that album. Like I was singing, like it's like kind of like a dark circus. There's like dark circus it's a, songs. It, they're cool songs. Kelly's yeah. very hard on herself. If you oh, haven't been able to, tell. they're like dark circus songs. Like I'm something. It, it kind of reminds <laughs> me of something. What's the guy who wrote? Um, Krusty. You love him, uh, Danny. Danny Elfman. 
Oh, oh, Danny Elfman. Yeah. Okay, no, he's amazing. I, I'm not even comparing. It's not Are as good as that. <laughs> no, I'm not Kelly saying Elfman? that. I'm just saying it's like it has this like dark demonic kind of feeling to it, and like I feel like my vocal was very like, <clears throat> like so deep, like in my throat, and they're cool. No. You can check them out if you want. Just know that we don't sound anything like it anymore. That's okay. I think I think it's cool to hear different cuts of what you don't sound like anymore. For example, this handbone relay has had. 17,000 drummers and it's always great to listen to a different recording of each drummer's like perspective of mm, some, yeah. some of the songs so like one song that we've played or Handbone's played since the beginning of the first record is a song called Free Hugs which eventually became the title track of our last full LP which is up on the wall you I love that album it. great when album by the way when we met you at Millennium Music mm-hmm. Conference I like listened to that album like oh, nonstop for like a month yeah it's so good yeah but we played the band's played that for a while it was like the second two, tune Mark wrote for the band is that right yeah he's nodding um, and so it's cool to see there were a lot of recordings when I joined. So it's cool to hear every drummer's like kind of different perspective. Mm-hmm. I think it's neat to hear uh, what she sounded like and the evolution. Yeah. Even if you're not as proud of it now as you were back then. No, I think it's good. It is because it's you're like still going to email <laughs> Spotify, and YouTube. You must take this down immediately. I am so embarrassed. It's fine. Can you not hear the carnival? Take it down. <laughs> It's okay. It probably has like 12 listeners, maybe. (laughs) 12 (laughs) listens total. It's okay. I'm telling you, you should just re-release it anyway. What the hell? Okay, so are you guys performing more original sets after you release the EP? Or are you still doing a lot of cover stuff down at the shore? Or We were just trying to like establish, you know. At that point, it was kind of like we were trying to get out there and, you know, especially in the Asbury music scene because there's so many venues and stuff and like just get like people knowing what our name was. Yeah, I mean, we had no connections at all. We knew nobody. So like getting gigs was like so hard in the area, you know. I know I knew a couple people and like at that time I was actually doing this thing that was called the Hen House. It was all these like ladies and we would perform together. Um, so like then they started playing different venues so then like through them we sort of made some connections um but yeah just just trying to write establish practice get better so yeah we didn't pl- we didn't play like a ton of gigs in those early days I don't many think. of our early gigs were at the saint yeah which they were nice to us so mm-hmm. thank you saint yeah they're good people i played there a few times uh once with uh, sam aurelio and boy wonder that yeah was- and i actually met her through john she knows john Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's oh yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, What's circle. John's last name? Mason. Mason. Okay, I don't. All right. So right after you put out the EP, John kind of does his own thing. Do you guys try to find a band to have a full sound, or what's the next step? Yeah, for you guys? we were just like trying to find a drummer, trying to find a bassist. We put the feelers out locally. We would do some open mic nights and like but, meet people. But what like, happened with John? He went. I think he went traveling. It wasn't like you know he's our friend. He's a still our yeah. friend. Bad taste Not no, at all. he Not was, John, and he no. also was busy because at that time he, he was playing. He was playing in a cover band called Jolly Rotten Skeletons yes, with they Julian. Get, they had management. They were getting mm-hmm. like big. Yeah, the scene. and they were playing like tons of gigs. Really busy, and so he just like wanted to do that. And Julian's your current bass player. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, but before that, so John before leaves. Before that, yep. It's mm-hmm. the two of you. From what I understand, you go through tons of drummers and bass players, but in in my searches, you find uh, Chris and Anthony from the Natadors. Yes. Was yes. Lou before or after them? Lou, Lou after. was after? Okay. After. Okay. Yep, so we found these guys. So, how, mm-hmm. yeah, so we found these guys. Yeah. Well, how did you find them? Did, was it like amicable? How long were you with these two? I posted John? on Facebook, and then there was like one of my friends, like her friend, who's a singer in the area, mm-hmm. knew them. 
And so then we were introduced. We just like met up with Chris and like he was really nice when we first met him and he was like down to play and like really enthusiastic about being in the band. And like, you know, we'd get together on the weekends and chill and and write music and have some beers. Fun. And it was it seemed like it was a good fit, like when we first started with them. And then things kind of like got a little sour and weird as time went on. We weren't with them that long, like three months, four months. No, it had to be longer than that. Six Six months, months, probably. We recorded a song with them. We we recorded Shoot Me Looks. Oh, yeah, true. Which I thought sounded pretty cool. And that's Mm -hmm. off your second EP. Looks was just a single that yeah, we recorded it and it was weird we were, we were at Guitar Center one day and I just ended up talking to some girl like younger girl she was probably in high school at the time I think and we started talking to her and she's the one that ended up mixing and mastering the song for us and she put some cool tweaks on it we again we home recorded it mm-hmm. at the practice studio at their house and we sent her the tracks and she made like a sweet song so like it's a cool i don't know where it is it's somewhere i think that's enough. shoot me looks uh, now Mark's that's out to be like shoot Bye, me Mark, looks. It's, it's out there somewhere <laughs> pepper one shoot me looks it's a good song um so yeah that that uh that didn't end well we were we had a gig yeah, we are had you ready like a, to talk about the demise? We basically had Might like as well. We're we here. basically had like this huge like um, meltdown um, where the bass player no longer wanted to really be like committed to the band, and we were just he like, was a Dude, guitar like, player first. We just first, wrote all these songs just with playing you, bass. and we're you know we're trying to make things happen, but you know just like personality wise too, like there was some weirdness, and then we got in a huge fight. So, no, 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 wait, wait. We played a gig at Tenth Avenue Burrito, but in Anthony Belmar. wasn't there. He didn't come. It was just the three of us? Yeah, he had left the group at that point. And Chris was like ready to move forward with us. So the drummer, it was Kelly and I and the drummer. Kelly, me and the drummer. Kelly, I and the drummer. We're, uh, whatever. Anyway. The Pan of Pins was her. Um, (laughs) So we played this gig at the 10th Avenue Burrito in Belmar. And then afterwards, we're eating food at the bar. And I think we had just taken a shot. Like we were all like chummy and chilling. chilling. It was cool. And Kelly and I were finished eating. Or no, no, they were leaving. They were done. They finished their drinks, their food. They were leaving. So they said their goodbyes and they were walking out and I wait. But what happened was, is I was like, I was like, are we going to see you again? Like, are we going to continue? Like it was like, it was up in the air. Like, are we continuing with the band or is it it up in the air? You know? And so it was kind of like, what's going on? And then what happened? And they just were leaving. And I said goodbye to his fiance at the time. And I waved like this. (laughs) <laughs> and he took an if you, exception. If you're listening to the podcast, it's kind of a, <laughs> how to, a metrosexual wave. <laughs> That's the best way I can yeah, describe it yeah. with the fingers. Right. Okay, so what right. happens? And he took exception to this wave, and he's like, why are you waving my girl like that? And I'm, I'm like, literally had no negative intentions behind this wave. Yeah, we just, like, stuffed our like, faces with burritos. Yeah, we just hung out at the bar. Full. We were hanging out. <laughs> and then he's literally up in my face. It comes up to the side of my face and I'm just like standing straight, staring straight at the bar. Like, I don't know what's happening. Like the, the 180 was ridiculous. So then like he's up in my face. He wants to go outside and fight. And then he just eventually walks away and they leave. And the bartender was like, was that real? Because we, <laughs> we literally just took a shot. And like, and we yeah. were just like, I've, and, like yeah, you guys were like, just yeah, playing that, a gig here like an hour ago. Yeah. And I was now. like, yeah, apparently that was real. And and then that was it. Did you speak? Were you? guys speaking after that no, we never that spoke it. after never that he again. has our he has our little table our end table and my mm-hmm. tambourine which i'd like back bastard <laughs> that's like 25 dollars tambourines yeah <laughs> that's really shitty I yeah hate- so that was really strange yeah and then of course off. like then we kind of felt like damn you know but it was for the best well, cool then you don't have that negative energy around no. you anymore no no which is good but i mean just like going through so many like it really takes a toll. Like, all right, now we have to teach somebody else all these songs. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and it really hasn't been until like the past few years that we've felt like fully like secure. You know, like because when Mike first joined, um, that's your current drummer. Yeah, I kind of you know you always like it's kind of like being burned in a relationship. You know, and then you sort of like have your guard up, and then he kind of like he kept being like, "I'm not going anywhere, guys. Like, I'm I'm down. I want to play with you." And here we are, years later, and he's still with us. So, and you still think he's in it? Quit? No, I know he's not gonna quit. <laughs> Everyone has that drummer thing in the back of their head, like he's gonna leave. He's not gonna unless leave. he decides to just like move somewhere like random, because he gets like sometimes he just gets an idea and he's like, I'm gonna do this, you know. So like, that's the only reason he would leave, I think. But no, like he loves playing the music. Yeah, and we all get along. I mean, we are mm-hmm. missing. There is another life of the band before we we make it to present time. Yeah. There's okay. Still, so what's that? Because I could, I didn't find any there's information still one about more. that. Two. 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 Two iterations of the band, or. Well, not not long. Okay, so then right after Chris and Anthony left, we started playing with this guy Lou, who was actually he kind of had like a stint where he like was with a touring band and like super talented drummer, but had Lou a, was a great guy, great drummer. Yeah, and like super nice when he's not drinking. But then he was like he kind of was like battling with some addiction things at the time, and like then we had we had some practices with him, you know, filled him in on the music, and then played some Picks gigs. Up quicks, made a sound awesome. Yeah, and then we actually we released when we released the EP. Um, mighty fine and we played a little party he was the drummer at that party right? yeah so we had I played acoustic Kel played Casio keyboard mm-hmm. me, and, and Lou played mostly um, brushes. brushes and stuff yeah, he was really, really talented. And then we had a weird falling out with him, too, because he just, like, got really... He would have a beer, or too, and just become angry. And it was just, like, we couldn't handle it. And he, like, he had a public outburst at us. Again, with these public things, uh, we, he had, like, a... Pu- Remember we were out? We were out. People love attacking you in public. Yeah, we were, we were out in Long Branch. And, like, again, we were all hanging out. We were having fun. And then Wait, he got, like... Whatever Public? it was, yeah, it was in. It was at a bar. He got. He just got oh, really up in arms. Yeah. Oh, but what man. really ended it to bring it back to today is we went We're not to his angry house. People. Like this, not at all. I feel like these no. these situations I just, just I have find terrible us. luck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just the guy that sure. shit happens to. People hate me sometimes. Uh, anyway, says the crazy fucking. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I'm really easy to get along with. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> if you want to watch his uh, physical reaction, go to YouTube and uh, dude, check this out handle and uh, you can actually see what stupid facial expressions we're making in this interview but um continue with your so we went to his house on super bowl sunday lou's house the drummer for a practice and we went upstairs and we practiced we had a good practice we tried no we had a horrible practice we tried to record it we wanted to make it like a video and he was freaking out for whatever reason he just wanted to like chill and make food and have drinks because it was super bowl Sunday. which we didn't know we were there like all right let's let's knock this out let's record this video and then we're gonna go do our own thing for the super bowl this is years ago four or five years ago literally and uh, he got so upset because like he and then he like wouldn't play and we couldn't record the video never may never happened and then he got upset because we weren't planning to stay for the Super Bowl. <laughs> He's very sensitive. So that was so. the end of Lou. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, I don't I don't know where he is now. <laughs> I hope he's doing well. Kind of like, Lou, you're a good man. Seems like there's like some pieces missing. Us, I right? feel like I'm not getting <laughs> enough information. It's like a math equation that has too many X's, think, A's, and B's. Have, I'm just. I think you have enough. <laughs> there's yeah. not like it's but just again, as confusing to really, us. Really, really, <laughs> really nice person. Just not the best when he was drinking. So, but okay. we don't know where he is in life. Hopefully, he's well. Hopefully, he's all right. Um, so he's out. Lou's gone. Well, let's go to let's kind of bring it to now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When did Julian join the band? Who is the bass player of your old punk band? At what point does he kind of become involved? So, like after um, after Lou, we started playing with this girl Juliana. Oh yes, mm-hmm. 
so we had a girl drummer, which I was like, sweet, another girl member of the band. This will be fun. And then, and, like, I'm not she weird, was, like, but I love super, girl super drummers. Team. I think it's it's awesome. Yeah, and she was super talented, um, but we needed a bass player. And so then Julian stopped kind of playing with Jolly Rotten Skeletons because he was like, I don't know, I guess like they were taking a break or something and he was looking for something to fill his time. And like he, I guess like he wanted to play with us. And we never really thought to ask him before because we didn't think that he'd want to play with us. And then all of a sudden he was like, yeah, I'm down. So that was it. And then he joined. Well, how did we get Julia? Juliana. Juliana. Um, so my old vocal teacher uh, teaches at Ocean County Community College, and she was a student. And then, like, my old teacher would see me, like, posting on Facebook, like, you know, videos. And, like, I'd always, like, maybe post something and then be, like, still looking for a drummer, you know. Mm. And then I guess he told her, and then she texted me. And she was only with us for a really short amount she of was, time. Yeah, she was, she was younger, and she mm-hmm. was extremely she, talented. She's, like, too talented for she us. Learns, she learned the songs like that. And then we played some gigs, and it was cool. And she was, like, the kind of drummer, like, she would be, like, you know, throwing in, like, crazy, like, tricks. amounts of double bass. And then she'd have, like, the sticks in her mouth, and she would, like... Flipping, <laughs> like, tricks. Oh, nonstop yeah. tricks. and But, like, almost over-drumming for what we needed, you know? Like, a little bit over And meanwhile, we're, like... Like, drummer at the wrong gig video? Like, the... Kind of. Okay. Yeah. Like, in- incredibly talented, but it just didn't work out. And then out. she wanted to learn. She really wanted to learn uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. She wanted Rhapsody. to play Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. We were trying to learn some covers so we could do some, you know, more bar We're trying games. to learn, like, easy covers and, like, you know, fun easy <laughs> she's covers. She's like, I want to do Bohemian Rhapsody. And we're just like, love that song. Like but, you know, the amount of time and effort that it will take to learn it, like, you know, maybe let's take the time for other things because we're still trying to, like, write material, too. You know, and you only have so much time in your life and in your day. So then uh, that was kind of the demise. I think she wasn't down with that. Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it can't be that. It was... Weird ass endings to, to your band members. <laughs> and that was it. And that's the end. Weird ass endings. You should make like an obituary for each band member just so you can have it listed out. So death can by Bohemian Rhapsody. Heart. Death by Bohemian Rhapsody and death by like Super Bowl nacho chip. And, and the other one is death by, death by wave. Death by wave. Death by metrosexual wave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these are the this is actually uh, the uh, these are the new up. song names of yes. uh, Pepperwine's new album. You can't make this shit up. Next year, <laughs> death by <laughs> Death by Metrosexual Wave. Will I be like kind of forget that this stuff exists and it's like really funny. Until you talk, talk about, about it. it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's um, too funny. Okay, so Julian, the bass player, how do you what's Julian. the drummer's name? Mike. No, no, the other one, the, the chick drummer. Uh, Juliana. Juliana. So we had Julian and Juliana. That was awesome. I liked it. Yeah, it was just like <laughs> thing Julian, one, thing Julian. two. I think we just, yeah. ca- that's when I started calling um, Julian Jules, because I just still call him Jules, because, I don't know, mm-hmm. he's Jules. He's a great bass player. So, so ridiculous. Good. So Juliana leaves, and then you put the word out on Craigslist and Facebook. And, and actually, John, made flyers. John Masson, yeah. the djembe player, came in for a couple filling gigs in mm. this like interim of time. But we made fly- and but he didn't want to do it full time or something wasn't working out. So we made flyers. We we put flyers. We did everything. Like we're emailing, we were posting on social media. We're putting flyers out. This is mm-hmm. like 2015 ish, 16 ish, 16 probably 15. No, 15 I think. So we put one up in a in Ocean Grove, in, back to Ocean Grove, in a uh, coffee shop. No, it was Cafe Volan in Asbury. Was it really Volan? Mm-hmm. Like I said, so back to Asbury Park. We were uh, we posted a. <laughs> A poster in in Cafe Volan, uh, best cappuccinos on the Jersey Shore, so and uh, another coffee. sponsor, Cafe Volan, <laughs> and uh, the sister of our current drummer showed him. She was him, living like right near there and saw it. She was him, living in Ocean Grove. Yeah, that's why I and said so, Ocean Grove. So um, she told him, and then he texted us, and then he came over that week, and yeah, then he's been with us ever since. I forgot the amount of tryouts that we had. 
Oh my God. We had so many tryouts. We had a tryout with this one guy. He was so sweet, like such a nice guy, but like no drum skill at all. And comes over, like didn't even know, like I don't even think he knew how to set up the drum set very well. So like very comes nice in, guy. comes in our house. We're all set up, ready to go. And we're like, we're just going to jam on a couple of our original tunes. Like just follow along, you know. Or even um, probably not even at that. Like here's like four chords. Let's just play and groove. And then it, it got really weird. <laughs> like I don't even he know what he played. He could not hold it down and kept like just like messing up. And then um, he, at the end, he was like, thank you so much for the time. And we were like, you're welcome. We had, we had a couple of tryouts where people would come up <laughs> because we practice in our house in the living room. And we like, re- rearranged the furniture. But yeah, we had a couple of horror stories. Mm-hmm. You ever wonder if you're getting punked? <laughs> at, that time with, at that time with that drummer, I thought we were like getting punked. I was like, is this my real life? Is this what it's come to? <laughs> like he somehow snuck in the middle of the night, put the cameras up. <laughs> <laughs> did, this, did this audition right uh-huh. yeah, faith, your faith because you, you you're a heart in your sleeve girl I can kind of tell just kind of sitting there just what do we do what do we tell yeah, like, we're guy? too nice <laughs> yeah like, you guys are very yeah, nice it's like, oh, yeah. like it's, you sound great man let's just keep going a little bit more you want to yeah. know how nice you are <laughs> I did the wave ladies and gents okay so cool so Julian and Mike are in the band at this point you when you guys first did the first EP <clears throat> You first did the first EP. When you did the first EP, mm-hmm. it was kind of like rock and roll, acoustic guitars, and and the very first, mighty yeah, the fine. very yep, first yep. EP, and mm-hmm. then what is it called again? Mighty fine, mighty, pepper yeah. wine, mighty fine, and then the second EP, which is called Future Habits. Future Habits. Who's playing on that record? That's where I kind of got lost. Mike and Joel's and us. Yeah, that's that's this lineup. That is this lineup. Yes. Okay. Yes. We, that's right when Mike joins the band too, right? Very it was like a early couple on, months right after. Literally. We were like, let's go in. And we learned some the songs, songs, and it was like, let's go. Well, yeah. you're going, you went from kind of like rock and roll to pop, punk, soul, jam band. Yeah. Like, yeah. was that like an, uh, like in, you were intent on that or was it just kind of like a natural evolution in, in the musical style with everybody? I don't know. I just think like we just kind of like, you know, we had these songs sort of written and like the way that we always used to do things is like I would write the songs or I would sort of like create a lot of like the format of the songs and like the chord structure and like the, obviously the lyrics and stuff and the melodies. And then I would bring it to the band. I'd be like, this is how it goes. Like, and nothing would really change. And because of that, like I feel like those earlier songs, like um, I, at least Mike talks about it this way. He feels like it's not like as much of his own because of that. Or all of and, us collaboratively. Yeah, and like it doesn't really. That's why I feel like our music, because even like Future Habits, we don't we don't really play those songs anymore. We've we've been we've redone a couple of them. Like Fly is one of them that's on there, which I really love that song. Mm-hmm, but we've redone it. Uh, Carving time, we redid. We redid Carving time. We haven't played it in a while. Mm-hmm. And then there's three others that, like, we'd like to redo, but we just haven't yet because we've been, like, recently, we, I don't know, like, we've just been, like, machines, just, like, chugging out new songs. songs. Yeah. New stuff, yeah. I don't know what it is. Before we get to the new stuff, though, so you put out the second EP, mm-hmm. and you're, you're playing, like, what, maybe almost 40 shows, 50 shows a year at that point? Yeah, we were playing pretty decently. We, yeah, like, that first summer that Mike was with us, like, I just, like, went crazy with the booking because, like, a piece of me, like, subconsciously wanted to, like, just, like, book a lot of gigs because I didn't want him to have a reason to want to leave, you know, because I was still at that point where I was kind of, like, unsure if, if he was going to, like, stay with us, like, long-term or not. So I was just, like gigs 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 you know and some of them some of them are cool and then a lot of them are just like bs the drummer can't leave if he's not able to think about it <laughs> yeah if he's just constantly playing bombarded with gigs <laughs> and like it was i think that was actually good for us though because it like we felt we got more comfortable together like playing live and stuff yeah so, so yeah future habits we recorded in red bank at retro media mm-hmm. 
So that was a cool spot. Mm-hmm. We recorded it live. Everything was live. And Mike we, still talks about it, though. He's like, he, he didn't get my ghost notes. That's what he always says. Well, he would never made it to any of the mixing sessions. <laughs> so I think he might be his fault here. Yeah, right. Mikey. Uh, Mikey, I got your anyway. back. It was that producer's fault. <laughs> Fuck that. We just we just announced that we uh, were, were releasing vinyl, and I'm telling you, there were two songs that we kept listening to. It's like you have to turn the gate off, and now there's too much symbol. Turn the gate back on, and just it was just over some stupid ghost notes. So I feel him so hard mm-hmm. on the ghost note oh, yeah. fiasco. Okay, but then you go back into the studio again. Are you pumping out songs at this point? You go in to do the LP. Well, so Future Habits, we kind of just like, we took a little time. Like, it wasn't like right away, you know. So we finished Future Habits. We released that in 2016. I remember that mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. And then we took that summer. We played a bunch. We did, we actually got on some, you know, better shows, better festivals and stuff for like the first time. And uh, and then. that was our first time that we had like legit full band recordings. Before that was just, you know, three piece and without then, a base. Yeah, we really didn't start. Well, we didn't start recording um, Bread Ideas until 2018. Wait, fall no. of 2017. No, 2017. Yeah, fall of 2017, yeah. yeah. So we took some time to like just write and kind of, you know. That's fantastic. Yeah, develop some, some yeah. things. And like we were still playing lots of gigs at that time too. So it wasn't like we were just kind of like stagnant, not doing anything. I feel like we're always like re-evolving and like trying to make things happen the the way our gigs work is like in the summer we push the summer of course because like people want to go out and that's when there's most festivals outdoor stuff so like we push the summer probably three try to get like three gigs a month at least and then in like the winter and the off season it's more like one or one or two a month yeah but february is gonna be good we know we have three shows this month and and two of i mean i'm not really sure Hopefully this Friday will be good, but two of them will be, I think, sure. pretty pretty quality, and then hopefully more. I mean, pretty much now though, like we're like booking more in advance, you know, like we have stuff already for April and for May and stuff, which is nice. We've never really had that before. Well, we got used to like getting denied if you contact a festival three months beforehand. They're like, oh well, the, the bookings already closed. We did that two years ago, and it's like, oh, you know, we, <laughs> <laughs> we know now that you have to get on that shit. Yeah, mad early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we run into that problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my research for you guys. This name came up. I don't want you to kind of talk talk about him. I could talk into him, Mike. I've done this before. Steve Jankowski. Mm-hmm. Was he like a producer on on Bright Ideas, or did was he just involved with some of the production? I would say a little bit. Like when we first started recording with him, he didn't really um, take that role. Like our first like two sessions with him, he kind of just like did like the audio Sat engineer kind listened. of thing. You know, listened to us and gave us a little bit of feedback about like the BPMs and whatnot. But you real know. quick, Steve, this is the same Steve Jankowski who was the one of the uh, a trumpet player he played with Chicago yeah, yeah he was like the band like, director okay so yeah. for people who haven't heard of him I got the kind of the, a short bio here in case you want to hear Steve is a touring freelance trumpet player in NYC he most recently was on tour with Nile Rodgers and Sheik he was also one of the only three trumpet players to play on tour with the legendary horn band Chicago he was a member of Blood Sweat and Tears for eight years and was the musical director for the last six years there mm-hmm. this guy's got a who's who on his uh, yeah, Steve's the man sure. and he's so, like, like down to earth the nicest guy yeah. he's awesome yeah. awesome guy yeah. So, so how did he influence your tunes, though? Um, so then, like, I think he got comfortable with us, and like by the third session, I or maybe he really liked the song that we were doing that day. I don't remember if it was was it No Doubt About It, the first one that maybe we showed him, or was it like the first Dive? Song we, re- we recorded in the studio was Mr. Beatsmith, and we went in and we pounded it out, and he just kind of sat behind the glass and listened and took the song for what it was, and that was that. Was it no? no I think we like tried it was, Illuminate it was after that. No, I we, think. Well, no, it was Beatsmith for sure, and then it was Illuminate, 
But then I think we did no doubt about it. And he came out of his little room. He comes into the room and he's just like, guys, this is what we got to do. <laughs> and then he just started reworking shit and helping us like not so much with the arrangements with no doubt, but um, more like, like busier you know, parts. He would calm down like and an just also like the dynamic, uh, like how it just grows. You know, it starts at one place. And then by the end of the song, you're just like, yeah. you know, was so he in the studio kind of like conducting you uh, uh, volume wise? As the song was going, or did you got like you guys talk about it? No, we would like talk about it, and it was it would yeah, be for like an hour. You know, talk. he would we would like kind of rehearse something, try something again, rehearse something, try something again. He, he went above and beyond what we were expecting, which yeah. is great. Like he, you know, he gave us an honest opinion, and we love how all the songs turned out. Yeah, and he did a lot. He did a lot to like just help us with our arrangements, and also just like tighten things up, and also like you know make us think about the um, writing process different and like how like certain things are should be you know mm. not that you know a song can be anything but um, he helped us make it more user-friendly oh, okay. if you will you know what i mean like mm -hmm. so we we like to listen to jam bands and like in, like crazy in, like, you know like stuff like you guys do some crazy stuff like crazy stops and all this crazy stuff so like he would kind of help us you know, like push in us in like uh, this might sound like a little bit more friendly to the, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Yeah. So pretty much like I think no doubt about it. I know for sure the song dive. Um, there's a there's in. a pause. There's a rest in dive around like 30 seconds in. That was Steve's idea. And it's so badass. And it's like it's awesome. It makes yeah. a song. Yeah, so he definitely helped us a lot. And then towards the end, you know, he was, like, really helping with, especially with me when I would go in for, like, my vocal sessions and stuff. He would give me, like, a lot of really good critique and, like, help me. And because um, his wife is a vocal teacher and, um, you know, this amazing vocalist. And so I guess, like, he has a lot of good insight when it comes to and – and I just trusted him because he's played with so many great people. That I was he's just been like, this guy knows what he's talking twice. about. So going to take his advice. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of advice was he giving you in the booth? So like, um, just kind of like, cause I have a tendency throughout my life with singing, I've always had so much volume and this comes from my days of doing musical theater, you know, like being on a stage, not having a microphone and needing to project my voice. So I was always like from a young age, always belting it at the top of my lungs and just singing, singing at you. And then over the course of like my, the recording process, he would just be like, just sit back, you know, like just let the, the lyrics speak, like think about what you're singing about, like tell the story with how the vocal line is coming out of you. And uh, I really like the things that he said to me, like resonated with me. And I'm just like still like thinking about it because I'm always like trying to like recreate like how I'm doing my vocal and how it's coming across and stuff. And I feel like he talked a lot about the dynamic of it all. Yeah. And you're, you're always adjusting your voice for the room. Yeah. Live studio. Yeah. And then just also like the season or like your age or, you know, whatever, how you're feeling. It's just like a constant thing. Young forever. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I love the cover of the new album. Thank you. Love it. Who did it? The... Um, his name he's is a social media guy. Yeah. We're not quite sure what his first name is. Kima, Kima. C H E M A. Kima or Kema Mendez. He's Where'd from. Where'd you find him? Like just saw his Instagram? stuff on Instagram, and he's from the Dominican Republic. Are you serious? You he know what? Up your he uh, he did a, an album cover for um, Hive Mind. Hive Mind, which is a band in South Jersey, a little bit more Southern Jersey than us. Yeah, they're like a really cool band. Rock kind so of we band. saw their cover, I think, and then that's kind of how we came mm -hmm. came to this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was like really easygoing, like, and he took um, a lot of revisions because originally, like, I think the way that it, like, the, um, I want to say it was like one or two revisions only, but then we were like down to the wire. Like, well, what, we, he, what he sent us first, I was just kind of like, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel like 
the cover like it doesn't really look like how it looks now it, it looks similar to what he first sent us but um i wanted more flowers and i wanted to be Flowing brighter heavy. and i wanted you know just like a more life to it because like i feel like the songs on bright ideas like for the most part like there are some more minor songs but you know there's a lot of like happier kind of like uplifting like even like the word the name of it bright ideas you know it's all about kind so of like brightness and light. we we kind of screwed ourselves with the release of this like we put a self-imposed <laughs> deadline on it so we started recording in the fall and then steve went on he went on tour he did uh he did New Year's Eve in London. So, like, he played to millions of people in London, and he had all these tours. So, like, we were working on his schedule and our schedule. <clears throat> so we we scheduled our release in, like, July or something, August, whatever it was. So we had to get the artwork finished by a certain date in order to get the hard – because we ordered hard copy CDs. We wanted mm-hmm. everybody at the release to get a CD, even though it's a dying art, unfortunately. Uh, car companies should start putting the CDs back in the new cars. But seriously, I don't the CD like a new cars don't have CD players anymore, which sucks. Um, I'm still a CD guy. But anyway, so we like put this self-imposed deadline on us. So we had to get this artwork done. And this guy is in like Dominican Republic. And we're trying to like get these revisions done the last the last week, really. Mm -hmm. And we ended up we had to send him some more money. We're like, all right, we want this and this and this. And but we're really happy with how it turned out. Yeah, it's beautiful. Really happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Well, as back to your uh, your CD uh, comment. Um, I mean, I don't think we can do anything about it, unfortunately. <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, we're doing vinyl, and that seems to be the only physical thing that you can sell these days that has music on it. Right. That you can make anything it's on com- It's coming back, definitely. Um, Came back. Cassette tapes are coming back. Dude. Yeah. Are they really? Yeah. What? A lot of singer-songwriter, really? like, basement bands are starting to do cassette tapes again. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. Because everyone's like, the throwback is nostalgic enough now that, that you can make a, a sale just on the nostalgia. Right. And maybe they'll listen to the music. <laughs> wow. Maybe. Um, uh, yeah, no, exactly. Being legit here. Uh, That's great. Yeah, absolutely. But I, unfortunately, I think it's going to kind of be up to this new wave of musician to be like, well, how does the digital work with what we do? Um, and I think comedians do it right now. They're practically giving their sets away. It's basically an advertisement to go see them on the road. And just think of it like this. I'm putting this advertisement out. It is what originally made money but now it's gonna just all be live mm-hmm. yep. you have to tour way more than you did back in the day yes right right and is... YouTube videos which you guys mm-hmm. do really well you have a couple great YouTube videos I'm always on like the train like we need more videos we need more videos because like you know that's the way that you get your 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 name out there and mm-hmm. I don't I think like YouTube is like a huge re- I mean for me I'm a huge YouTuber like I watch YouTube probably every single day at least like one or two videos either a musician or like a vlog or whatever it is you know so for me I always want to get new content and better content so no I agree uh, I think Mark and I would agree with that. Like, we, we we put out a bunch of video. Oh, thank you. I was going to ask when we broke here. Uh, <laughs> we, um, video, like I said, like, it's a, a thing for people to see. They wouldn't have to leave their house for, mm-hmm. but then they would, it's also like a flag, like, hey, come see us actually in person. Yeah, and, like, you it's get like creative this. with it, and it can be a representation of, like, your art and, like, not only your music and what you do, but also just, like, kind of your vibe. Right, you also do the No Doubt About It, the single. Do you do that as a, a in-studio performance, if I'm not mistaken? That was like a, I videoed we like nonstop. And like, um, 
so I just took footage the whole recording process and then like when we did that song all the the recording footage I just like pieced it together and like put the track over it it took me a long time to edit that one for sure and like when Kel's singing in that video it's just in our kitchen it's not like her the the opening scene no 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 no. that's not true the opening scene where I'm singing um, I'm sitting I'm sitting in the studio but there's later that I was like I have nothing of me singing later and I need like a clip of me singing like later in the song so then we like you know we faked it <laughs> Whatever. It's a music video. Whatever, man. <laughs> we get behind the page on this one. Yeah, baby. Behind <laughs> so the scenes. So your sound has evolved over time. It's like we said, like kind of like a more pop, funk, jam band thing. Yes. <laughs> are you guys going back in to record more of that kind of style? Are you going back into the studio I want soon? to. Yeah, I keep like every practice. I'm like, hey, guys, like we should do two songs this spring. Like let's do two songs where we can, you know, do two videos with it. Because mm. like, again, like I'm all about the YouTube. So that's my plan. I mean, hopefully it happens. Yeah, since Bright Ideas, we have maybe like five or six originals. No. That we're all, we're loving. Uh, they sound, they sound one, even two, more different. Like we just keep three, evolving, which four, is so strange. Five, Not six, strange, seven. but it's, it's, it's natural. It's yeah. beautiful we and natural. We pretty much have like an entire, it's eight. I, we have eight new songs since we finished um, Like I said, we have eight new songs yeah. <laughs> since Bright Ideas. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they're awesome. I mean, the, there's, there's three that like are as of, as of late that we're like still kind of like, there's two that I want to rearrange a little bit and we're meeting up tomorrow. But like, you know, we're playing these gigs this month and I want to play them out. Are you kind of gonna have them be more open than you would normally do originals like for example like for some of your old songs or you might open up more sections than you normally would for solos or more jam band uh eccentric than pop band eccentric so there's gonna be more synth on the next album tons of Kyle didn't have a synth i'm like obsessed uh, for bright ideas really it's amazing she got a synth like as is mark so Mm -hmm. it's amazing wait you got one this segment brought to you by Uh, nj transit oh my synth yeah oh you did say that when you when i was playing it yeah yeah that's my next purchase don't mm-hmm. remind them. They came out with, because um, the mini log actually is like one of like the best rated um, since because it's like affordable and what it does like in the sound that it makes. But they just came out with, um, it's called like the mini log XD and it's like, it does like a little bit more and they kind of like modified some things. They came out with something called the prologue, which I'm really interested in, but then it also has like bad reviews. But I played it and like the settings are amazing and the keys feel really nice because my one downside to the mini log is the keys are so tiny. Mm. And like I have really thin tiny fingers so it's not so bad for me but sometimes I find that like I have to play really delicately and like if my adrenaline's pumping at a show it's like then I'm like (laughs) I accidentally play like the wrong thing. So. I've never known that. I've never actually noticed that they, some of the keys are smaller on some of these keyboards. Mm-hmm. I've never really thought about it. So like a Billy Joel sausage fingers would be like flubbing all <laughs> oh, over. Oh, for the, sure. Yeah, probably would have struggles. It's always interesting to me when I like, you know, because I teach piano and like I teach many different types of hands and like, you know, Mark, I don't know what your hands look like. What are we working with here, Mark? Let's see those hands. You got some sausages. Oh, yeah. He's got sausages. Me too. Just, I guess you just adapt. You got some sausages. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. You do have sausages. <laughs> That's but for I another guess you just interview, babe. To what you have, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Work with what you got. I you guess. got it, I guess. Right. Or you but don't play so, the instrument. So the plan is right. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going, so you're going back in the studio then? Um, I'd like to. Yeah, I don't know if we're we gonna do like to. the full-on album like right away. I think like we want to keep because notoriously like what we do is we're like, yeah, let's go record. And then, like, we record it, and then we're just like, damn, I wish we would have waited because, like, maybe we could have done this song, too, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it might be good for us to just kind of, like, let it breathe a little bit. 
um, you know, still play the songs from uh, Bright Ideas, like continue writing, make some new videos so people can see our new material. So like when they come to a show, like they know what to expect. And then maybe like in the fall or something like full on go for the the whole album. Yeah, I'd like again. to do another full length again. Right on. A lot of people are doing the single thing. Releasing singles. Yeah, yeah I like to do that. I know that you're probably you're old school like me. You probably don't want to do that. You're like, I want the whole save thing. It, I want the story. It. I want the yeah. <laughs> the one through ten. Do the track listing. Exactly. Yep. Yep. It's difficult because you got to figure out what's better for your fan base and what's mm-hmm. going to work better. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not really sure. We're still figuring it out. As we all are. It's always a work in progress. <laughs> yep. You guys know it's always a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for the music news, one of my favorite segments on this show. And I bring up the music news, and we discuss, talk about it, and we open more beer. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's 8 o'clock, everybody. It's 8 o'clock somewhere. (laughs) First bit of music news is this. Peter Jackson is set to direct a Beatles documentary based on the Let It Be sessions. So have you heard of Peter Jackson's new uh, movie he's coming out with? I think it's based. It's on out, World right? War. Yeah, it's out. It's the World War II documentary where uh, I think it's World War II where he takes all this footage that was in black and white, he puts it to color. Oh, I think it's World War One wow. actually. It's World, War, it's World War One, yeah. Yeah, okay. So th- he's doing that, and through that, they just they, uh, he got the rights to do this Beatles documentary on the Let It Be uh, album sessions, and he talks about it here. Right, let me pull this up real fast. Oh, the movie's called They Shall Not Grow Old. You're right. World War One footage. Hmm. So he's going to be mining 55 hours of unreleased footage of the band using restoration techniques to render it in modern quality. It was intended for the 1970 documentary, Let It Be. But he says he's working uh, to reveal the dynamic counter to the prevailing narrative that tensions ran high during the creation of the album. But apparently it wasn't. Apparently it was very uh, genuine. It was uh, very interesting to watch them all work together and create right before they break up. Mm -hmm. And there is a friendship there. But uh, it looks like it just ended poorly. I mean, did, were you guys big Beatles fans as kids or even um, now? Not really as, as a kid. I, I mean, I, I would say, like, I enjoy their music and their, you know, from time. Yeah, respect them. Definitely certain songs I like more than others. So, yeah. Do you know the Let It Be album at all? Uh, what songs are on that? I'm about to. Exactly. I, I, I bet Let It I Be mean, is on there. I have a stinking feeling let that Let there. It Be is on there. <laughs> You're a bastard. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Here, I got the list right here. I beat you, Mark. <laughs> All right, here we go. So it's got two of us, Dig a Pony, Across the Universe, uh, Let It Be, uh, Long and Winding Road, and Get Back. Some okay. Of the, the big mm. ones on there. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, 55 hours of footage, and they're going to create like a documentary. It's interesting. Shows. Wow, that's, that's cool. pretty and cool. And restore it and have it be in color and stuff. Yeah, that's going to be really cool. And Yoko will be there. <laughs> <laughs> Yoko. I think it's so cool how they turn black and white into color. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah that's it's, crazy. It's not. It's revolutionary in a way, but you're not like. It's not exact. Yeah. It's like uh, she's probably wearing a pink dress. Yeah, let's give yeah, her some close pink. <laughs> He's making millions. We, know, He's the, like, what we know the sky is blue and that the grass is green. Those, okay, two colors down. <laughs> the rest of the spectrum, nobody cares. As long as those are close. Um, next bit of music news is: Are you guys Weezer fans? Uh, I have nothing against Weezer. Buddy Holly. Let's go, Buddy Holly. Have you heard about this new album they released? The cover album? Heard of it. Yes. It's awful. 
It's really bad. It's really bad. You know, I saw because I was talking when I was talking about YouTube before. Yeah. I saw that come up in my related searches, and for a second, I, uh, I know this is really stupid, but I mistook the name Weezer because the song that they did, I thought it was Volpack. So I was like, oh, okay, cool, I'll check it out. And then I saw that it was Weezer, and I was like, you know, just a little less interested, just because I've never really been like a big fan. But I don't remember what the song was. Here are the tunes. So they do Africa. That was the big single because some kid on Twitter wouldn't leave them alone. So they did Africa. Like that, he kept yeah. saying, like, do Like, you guys should cover song? Africa. You guys should, and they took them years, but they finally did. And so shut this kid up. And here are some wow. of the other songs. Everybody Persistent. Wants to Rule the World. Sweet Dreams Are Made of This. Take On Me. Happy Together. Paranoid. No Scrubs. Billie Jean. It was, the no, by me. it was the No Scrubs. It was the No Scrubs. Were you not a fan? I didn't listen to it. Why did you oh, think you that was listen? no? That's what you said. I don't know. It was like maybe I saw the I saw no scrubs, and then and I think why it came up actually is because occasionally I'll watch like different co- like recently I think I watch a cover video of this one singer doing an entire Destiny's Child medley, and she had like background singers. So I think that came up in my related videos, and so I saw no scrubs, and then I saw like the image, and I just thought that it was Wolfpack. I don't know. By the way, when I say awful, it's not like it's bad. They're just exact. Recreations. They're exactly the same. Yeah. I've listened to the, the morning radio show I listened to said that they said like a couple of years ago, they said they would never record a cover apparently. Did and they? now they did a whole album. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's kind of tough. Like, you know, a lot of times people, I mean, I guess we contradict ourselves from time to time. Right. Yeah, but you like, change your mind. You but like if you're, sure. if you're like one of the people who's like really like forefront in the media or like if you're famous, like Weezer, like, you know, that's maybe it's, documented that you said that and then you go and you change it or you yeah. change your mind yeah you change your mind or they could just be trolling all of us That's like true. check Probably. out this album that we're gonna make a lot of money off of and you guys are all gonna stream it because it's in the media and you pick it mm-hmm. up press mm-hmm. and on this here pod show podcast excuse pod me show. <laughs> <laughs> pod I'm sorry show? are you 65 pod show? 66 66 sometimes yes sometimes he's, he does seem old man like he's got his sweatpants well there's times where i'm just like come on like let's go out not not Whoa. not all the time. where you go where are you going with this <laughs> but there are sometimes where are you going with this there have been times where i've been like come on i am like, not the go, grandpa in this let's relationship let's go see this this band and then you're like i'm not feeling it i am it not the grandpa the there's just uh, only a couple times I will provide no retort. I can be a grandma. I will grandma sit here too. with a Grandma smile. Kelly. The, the, the fight to Philly is going to be legendary between you two in the car. You call me a grandpa <laughs> on the pod show. On the pod show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next bit of news on the pod show is this. R. Kelly is officially banned from Philadelphia by the city council because of the, have you heard of the Surviving R. Kelly documentary? Have you seen any of this? I haven't mm-hmm. seen it, but. It's heartbreaking. Uh, we had a band on called Jaton. And we, and uh, they recommended us to watch it, so we, I went to go see it with my girlfriend, and it's harrowing. So apparently, long story short, there's a bunch of women that come forward and 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 say what happened to them. Apparently, he takes these women and he beats them up emotionally, physically, and like doesn't lock them up, but mentally tricks them like mm-hmm. a like a crazy narcissist. Just like, uh, you can't leave. Like it's a cult in his house. Like he tricks them. And then he pees on them. And then the pee, there's pee the pee and video and everything. They talk about that. It's crazy. So this is this came out yesterday. This was February 1st. This will come out later in the month. But February 1st, 
R. Kelly banned from Philadelphia by city council. So you know, he can no longer perform here. He can no longer step into the city. And it was unanimous. Wow. Uh, Good for Philadelphia. Due to the mute R. Kelly res- resolution. So there's a woman that's running this mute R. Kelly. She's trying to get him off the radio, off of uh, YouTube, off of Spotify. There's actually this new thing on Spotify where uh, you're not banned, but you're taken off all playlists. You're not allowed to be put on anything. You can just put your stuff up, but it won't be like uh, so people sponsored. People search you or, to get you. Yeah, you have to look for them. Right, right. You right. know, mm-hmm. but you won't be put on Spotify's playlists or. It sounds like where Pepper Wine is right now. <laughs> <laughs> On this pod show, we, f- we figure out what really happens behind the scenes. <laughs> scenes of pepper wine. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. But at least now Hambone Relay knows that R. Kelly will never show up at one that of the shows. That opens up the guys. stage for you well, guys. Well, so do you guys. Oh, to be the next R. Kelly? That's no, gross. no, no. But well. maybe take his... Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> there's so much there's better. There. <laughs> All the thousands that he would have played to, the Hambone can now play to. Just give him one of these. <laughs> I hear that works. <laughs> Works well. What are you saying to me? <laughs> Wanna go outside? Wanna go outside? <laughs> Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> All right, we're at the next segment of this episode. It's called Whip It Out. That means your Whoa. cell phone. Whip out your cell phone. And we're going to look out. Well, you can go ahead and grab it. And uh, we're going to look at the last five things that you've listened to on your Spotify's, your Apple Music's, or whatnot, just to share with the world what you're listening to, because sometimes we need a recommendation of what to listen to. So here, I'll start, because I kind of have uh, a few that I want to share. Uh, Mark, if you have some, you can share too. Um, but here's my five. Emily King, who's a great, so good. great singer Amazing. and songwriter, just came out with a new album. She was the one that I was like, let's watch her on Jimmy Kimmel, and then I fall asleep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's yeah. a good show. Yeah, I was listening to her earlier today. But she's going to be in Philadelphia this coming Friday at XPN's Free at Noon. Oh, nice. So all you have to do is, uh, well, if you want to drive out here again, is you just go to their website, go to WXPN.com, and, um, mm-hmm. well, this is going to air after, but you can go and <laughs> sign up for a free <laughs> ticket and uh, go see her for free um, for an hour-long show. The second thing is Robert Palmer's Sneaking at Sally Through the Alley album. We're mm-hmm. thinking about cover of some of those songs. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, the piano player, Kenny Werner. Do you know Kenny Werner at all, Mark? No. Great jazz piano player. This album's called Me, Myself, and I. It's just him mm-hmm. doing his own uh, uh, live uh, solo piano stuff. That's Fourth cool. thing was Elton John's A Single Man album. The only reason why is because me and Mark were at a bar playing a gig with Hambo and Relay last night, mm-hmm. and we heard this Elton John song. Mark's like, I'm sure this is on Tumbleweed Highway. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I am sure of it. Tumbleweed and Connection. The, the, uh, Shazam, and we found out it was the album, so I listened to it. It's kind of like a mix of Elton's kind of classic vibe. Gotcha. With Bernie Taupin's vocals. Nice. I mean, uh, lyrics. And then a classic David Gray's Babylon, because I was in a very slow mood this morning. Nice. Just, you know. The night classic '90s Babylon song. Yeah, sometimes you need that. Oh, let's see what Mark's got because I'm curious. Mark, what's your uh, what's your last five? Whip it out. Okay, boy. I got a Harry Connick Jr. Come by me. The um, song. Uh, the song. The, the song. Okay. Both the yeah, the song. I got uh, some Tom Petty breakdown. Nice. I got uh, uh, let's see here. There's some Bill Evans, uh, the jazz piano player. Mm-hmm. Nice. I also have a little Rob Zombie. In there, mm-hmm. <laughs> gotta switch Mark's it up. very eclectic. Gotta switch it up. 
And uh, dope, do we were listening to Dopapod the other day? Mm. Too, cool, so. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I listened to that guy Eli. I don't Winderman. really know how to say yeah. his last, last Eli name. Eli Winderman, because yeah. his synth skills like just blow me away. And he's his new group or like the group he kind of does on the side to Octave Cat. So good. Yeah, uh, he was a part of the North Bowl sessions every Sunday. The North Bowl in Philadelphia would have a super group of like jam band musicians. Uh, one weekend, it was um, a bunch of the cats from Turquoise. Another weekend, they had a, the guys from Muscle Tough. And they then another weekend, they had, what's his name from? They had uh, Eddie Roberts from New Master Sounds was yeah. there, too, yeah. And he brings in all these famous musicians. Sometimes dope, some of the guys from Dope Pop pop out. Hmm. It's a really great thing. I hope they do it again in the spring, but who knows. Um, but Dope Pod's coming back out. They're going back nice. on tour. Nice. That's cool. cool. Sweet. All right, that's your five, right? That's Mark's five. Let's go. Two, Kelly. To last me. Last five. Give me your, give um, me your last five. All right. So it was both Spotify and YouTube because well, I was streaming this that's morning. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I can just tell you what they are because I remember. The last song was Remind Me, Emily King. Nice. So good. It's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Emily King this morning. Yeah. yeah. And then um, I listened to um, this band Dynamo, which they're like... My buddy plays play trumpet for them. Yeah, so they're kind of like getting on their up and up, but there's this one song called Carried Away that I'm just like, what is this? It's mm-hmm. like unreal, so good. Like the vocals are amazing, and um, yeah, just awesome. Super quick side note about Dynamo. We played a oh, show yeah. in New York City. Was it the three of us? It was no, me, it, Kel. Yeah, and with Mike. Was Julian there? Yeah, it was all of us. Everybody was there. Everyone was okay, there. Okay, so we had a show in Manhattan. and At Shrine, Shrine World... Shrine, Shrine World music venue? You know so it's just in Harlem. We, we, we played there a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Like the four or five of us, and we're, we're getting ready to go on, and Dynamo is the band before us. And there's literally like 16 people in this band, and they are so dirty. Freaking killing it on stage. <laughs> and, we're and, we're, like, and we're like, we're right uh, after you. You know, like, not that we're not good, but it's like, do we really have so to go right after you? So <laughs> different, yeah. And like such a, le- like a, on, a, on a production scale, like there were a 10, and we were like a three. It's like, Oh, man. <laughs> oh don't anyway so, no don't do that anyway carry on no, Kelly. No, we are good we're just different just, it, was fu- it was and funny and they have background it was really singers funny. and everything so. yeah it was funny but yeah so um that song by dynamo and then it was an alan stone song but it was like i was listening to it live like uh it was a concert of his so I, i'm not really sure what the song was um and then i listened to uh dear evan hansen a musical theater thing. My this wife loves that show. My wife loves that show. It's so good. It's so good. It's so sad. Though. Yeah, I know. It really is. But like a lot of amazing musicals are so sad. Like Les Miserables is like the saddest musical alive, but it's got the most beautiful music. Is that five or four? It's four. Give me one more. What was that? You said something about oh, YouTube. this song. Yeah, so there's this there's a singer. Her name is Camille Trust. She's from New York City, and like she's not really that famous, but I found her on Instagram one day. She's so good. Like I showed her. I was listening to her video yesterday. It came out. She mm-hmm. has this new song called Scandalous, and like she just put out the music video, and it's her like rolling around like a gymnasium with like a fur coat and like rollerblades, and it's it sounds ridiculous, but her her style is like like funk, but jazzy, but like. Just so good. So it's a song called Scandalous. So yeah, you should te- check out Camille Trust. She's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right, B. So I listen to music on my work phone, and I don't have my work phone with me. I don't usually use my personal. And my I'm going on my YouTube, and apparently, I think Kelly signed into our account, and like my searches are like not music I listen to. 
<laughs> I think I was searching for her. Uh, well, here, what are my students? That you are listening to? What are the things? So that you I wrote down listen? three things that I've been listening to. The yesterday at work, I was listening to BT Bam Between the Buried and Me. Oh yeah. like a death metal, amazing. They're playing uh, on Valentine's Day in Asbury, and I think Kelly's going to be so lovely as to join me. So that'll be a fun show. Yeah. Um, the day before that, I was listening to a whole bunch of Eminem. You better just... put out good restaurant tickets. Or <laughs> you're paying for the restaurant. Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Everything that night. And uh, so, yes, two days ago was Eminem. I listened to a whole bunch of the older stuff. Always fun to, to dive Do into that. Do you like the newer stuff? I haven't really listened to it. I just like the old, like the, the old, the old songs. I know all the words too. I just play and I listen in the background while I'm doing work. Um, and then a band called Gray Area, which I, they might be from Philly area actually. They're like an older punk band, and they're they're awesome. So I was listening to them, mm-hmm. and two more, and I'm not, I'm not quite sure what I've been listening to recently. I, I like I said, I don't have my phone with me. Well, you're listening to a lot of live shows, you said, right? So what are you checking out? Live shows. Live shows. Um, and I'm currently blanking. I can't even tell you. But like I'll just pop on YouTube and whatever I'm feeling, I'll throw some music on in the background and and u- usually it's YouTube because we don't have Spotify mm-hmm. or uh, yeah. we don't pay for Spotify. We don't have premium. But I'll pop on Thinking YouTube and listen to, to like specific albums. Um, a lot of fish, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, yeah. Just try to mix it up, whatever I'm feeling. Like a, like some rap, some metal, some little bit of everything, some punk. I feel yeah. you. Yeah. I do. A little I bit do. of everything. Yeah, it's like. When you're asked about like what are the things you're listening to, you're like ah, oh, there's so many. And yeah, really. Well, I have so many searches. Uh-huh. I just have the wrong device with me. That's the problem. The only reason I could recall those songs like <laughs> without looking at my phone is because like I just listened to them this morning, so it's like. Fresh. That's so cool. Yeah. All right, the next segment of this show is one that's often, 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 often. hard to discuss. <laughs> It's called the top forty. I thought this would be interesting because sometimes you see bands come from a like of like older top forty or newer top forty, and I find it interesting kind of where you fall in terms of today's popular music. From what I understand, <laughs> go on. Kelly is very much in the pop world. She has an ear to it, but uh, B does not. She has to because she, you know, she teaches vocal lessons and piano, and and the kids want to play these top forties, you know. Yeah, so. not all, but like a good amount. They come in and they want to do that, that style of music. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. I was gonna recommend if anybody's checking out, uh, pop of the music. The other week I recommended Hozier's new song, uh, called Almost. I think is what it's called. Really, really, really good. Okay. Cool. Yeah, he's got a good voice. Sorry, what were you gonna say? I said he's got a good voice. He's great. There's a song. Do you know who Halsey is? Yeah. Yes. Or Halsey. I don't know how to say mm-hmm. her name. She has a song called Without Me. It's number one right now. The, if the, I heard the chorus, I'd be like, okay, I know you that You would song. know it. The yeah. melody's great and the lyrics are good. I just hate today's production. That hi-hat thing is really annoying. <laughs> if you don't know, people who don't listen to, like, you don't pay attention to that sort of thing, it's that hi-hat that's really loud and in the mix. Uh-huh. <laughs> Every like hip hop song has it. Every mm-hmm. pop song has it, and it's just mixed the same. Mm-hmm. Get creative, people! You're killing me. Yeah. Um, but you know what I'm talking about, though, right? You guys, mm-hmm. that hi hat thing. It's basically like well, leaving the metronome on. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. They just got lazy. Like, yeah, hey, I don't know what the off button is. <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. I just feel like that in general, though. Like a lot of times, like they just try to like do the same things because it like it worked and got that that one artist to be like a superstar and like people were obsessed with that song. So they're like, let's recreate it with a different singer and like a different key. Right, like they did with like Katy Perry's Firework when everybody started doing that synth thing. 
uh-huh. that dotted quarter note thing. Everybody oh, did yeah. it after that. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying I hate top 40. I'm not like an avid listener of top 40. Like right. that's not like my go to like station that I listen to in the car. But there are certain artists who like who are in the mainstream and will be, you know, who go to the Grammys and who are super famous. that like like, wow, like they're really good. Right. But the, the almost this segment almost it's mostly for me. I'm, it's kind of selfish. I, I, it's forcing me to look at the top 40. And go, OK, what's popular that I actually like? Mm-hmm. And we can kind of discuss it. What makes certain things that musicians like in the top 40 but like other people like in the top 40 mm-hmm. what's the difference i could see it both ways i could see someone who's like i don't listen to top 40s because like f that shit is terrible but i also understand your perspective where it's like i need want to know what's out there and like what everyone's listening to yeah. and like it, that makes sense right even if it's just like talking to somebody at a show you can kind of get it through the water cooler uh conversation of it once again this episode is sponsored by <laughs> the river line which you can hear outside um they don't pay us, but I just thought you should know. Uh, this next segment is called the lightning round, so we're going to do this quick because I kind of took you guys a little while. It's okay. We're okay. in no rush. We're just going to okay. go. That was, this okay. segment is called the lightning round. So what I'm going to do, if you've never heard this show before or saw this show before, uh, I'm going to list off a bunch of things and try as quick as possible to give me an answer. Don't think about it. Just let it happen. Okay. So since we started with Kelly, we're going to start with B this time. Here we go. You ready? Yes. First album you ever owned? Green Day Dookie cassette. First show you ever saw? Oh, man. I don't remember seeing it, but it was New Kids on the Block. I was dragged there by my sisters. (laughs) (laughs) Two older sisters. Uh, Oh, that's brutal. I should have asked about your family earlier. (laughs) Worst job you've ever had that's not music related? Uh, Man, I never really had any terrible jobs. I got to be honest with you. They've never been terrible. That's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. So no, no answer. Normally, people don't <laughs> say that. Uh, last show you saw that you weren't a part of, that I wasn't in the band. Yeah, um, Matt Wade might probably. need your help. Oh yeah, Matt Wade. We saw Matt Wade crush the piano. Uh, what's Matt Wade's famous uh, tune? Or oh, he's he like for? he's a local guy in Asbury Park. Yeah, but oh, okay. he this dude actually, can crush I the this, piano. I guys, I said this to him at the you concert. Go I was like, to him. Hamblin should hook up with him because yeah, he plays, you should. He Kelly did the say B3. that. You're just like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, you guys would go. You would be a good mix. Matt Wade. He plays Matt Wade band. The kid crushes keys and Young kid? Uh, no, he's probably like mid l- low mid thirties and the, yeah he's he's well known in Asbury Park and he's mm-hmm. just he, he's very very talented yeah awesome. very good uh, favorite song to play it could be yours I think yeah right now is gonna would have to be uh what's that called traveling brand new a brand new song of Pepperwines traveling it's fun so look out for that a lot of fun I get a delay pedal or not delay a I'm going to try to use a loop pedal live. It happens at the end. It's fun. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. This could go very wrong. It uh, might go horribly wrong, but we'll, we'll see. It's been going horribly right at might practice, get to so I think it's going to work. It might get terribly wrong, but we'll see what well, happens. Well, not wrong, just off. Yeah. Difficult. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. Yes. Uh, least favorite song to play? To play on my instrument. Yeah. Uh... I really don't have one. I mean, I'll be honest with you. If I didn't like it, I, I would just tell the band, like, let's not play that one anymore. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm being a you're, politician. I know, but I'm not. Yeah, you're playing it too nice. <laughs> I've, we've had people on here that are just like straight, <laughs> sweet Caroline. Fuck that song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite local artist that's been unheard of? That hasn't been heard of? Handbone Relay. Oh, come on. Give somebody. 
for the people. You are a politician. Give me No, for real. You guys are awesome. I keep saying it's only a matter of time before you. Thank you. But give me somebody else. Give me somebody even like from Asbury Park other than Matt Wade. Anybody else that people should know about? Mm, String Bean and the Stalkers. They're, uh, they've been around forever in Asbury area, but if you're outside of that area, you're not going to know them. They're like amazing blues band. The guy kills the harmonica and very nice guy as well. String Bean. Actually, they might be called the Boardwalk Social Club. Whatever they are, String Bean, Asbury yeah, Park. Yeah, it's the Boardwalk Social you look Club them up. now. It's oh, okay. awesome. Right He's the man. Uh, guilty Pleasure Artist or Album? Adele? Is, nice. that, is that guilty? I love, I well, love you feel guilty. those like poppy songs. They're so no. catchy and beautiful. And, but Adele's and she's so awesome. good. Adele's so awesome. Uh, she's <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> Favorite album of all time? Uh, impossible. I have like top fives, but there's like 20 in that top five. Who's your favorite right now? Which you know album I mean? is your favorite right now? My favorite album right now, if I had to pick, if you had a gun to my head. I do. Um, he really does. Don't look at the YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I have to pick an answer. I'm gonna say Dark Side of the Moon. It's, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the top of my head. I'll go. I'll go. Uh, dark Side. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. And then favorite artist right now or Fish. of all time? Fish. Right now. Yeah. Right now, that, they're yeah. uh, they're pretty consecutive. Yeah. I think two of the yeah. artists have already said. Yeah. So Fish. good. All right, Kelly. Here we go. First album you ever owned. Um, it was by the band Aqua. Mm-hmm. Or Spice Girls. Either one of those. <laughs> But what was the album called? I don't what? know. Aqua was the one with the Barbie Girl song on it. Um, <laughs> and classic. Spice Girls. Right on. I don't know. Wannabe was the name of it, maybe. Oh, no. That's a, that's a hit. Uh, uh-huh. First show you ever saw? Um, either a musical, like Broadway. Probably, like, first concert would be, like, Warped Tour in high school. Nice. Some friends took you. You're like, oh. My sister. Oh, that's so mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> Worst job you've ever had? Um, I worked at this place in my hometown um, that was owned by people who shouldn't own a restaurant and, like, did not know what they were doing. It this was is the same place you were talking about before? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, this was before we met. This was when I was, like, 17. Was that the my worst job? I've had Too some, late. You already gave the answer. No, I've had some pretty, pretty, pretty okay jobs. But that was probably the worst. And I just, I quit by walking up to the owner and I was like, I'm not going to come back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. I only worked there for like a week, I think. I stuck it out for a week, though. Proud of you. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> Last show you saw that you weren't a part of. Um, also Matt Wade. Probably. Yeah, Matt Wade. But say the other. Uh, yeah. if, they, if it was like a, a more known band. Like a show that we bought a ticket for. That's a better question because that was a free show we saw Didn't last week. Did we see week. a concert in January? Hold on. I got to look at my calendar and I'll tell you. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it probably would have been Fish, actually. Oh, from yeah. the New Year's run <gasps> that we bought tickets to. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Favorite song to play? Um, I'd say right now it would be Grey. Which is also That's a, a good one too. That was a, that was also one of my options. So you can't listen to those, but you can keep an eye out on their Facebook page, and maybe they'll put They're it. Coming soon. Yeah, or come see us live, and or then com- you'll hear oh, it. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, least favorite song to play. Um, something you do with your students, or something that you're forced to play. Jeez, that's really not okay. This is lightning, lightning, Kelly, lightning. Um, so it doesn't have to be a pepperwine song. No. Okay, well, no, I have an answer. I would have to say. Um, I know this is a terrible answer, but my least favorite would be um, 
Boogie on Ragged Woman that we do. Really? And it's an amazing song and I love it. But like when we first started doing it, I put it in a key that like now is too low for me kind of with my voice. So every time we play it, I'm just like, I want to see you. It's <laughs> like kind of low. And I could jump. Th- I could jump the octave. Or Kelly, you can tell it. us to change the key. But we haven't played it recently. We haven't had a reason to play it. We haven't really played cover shows. So. Hey boys, change the key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need up too. Let's go. But I mean, it's an amazing song, so I can't like diss it. Okay, well, that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite local artist that nobody's heard of or some people haven't heard of? Um, I would say probably Nalani and Serena because they have oh, really... Oh, you just did a show with them, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, and they have really great stage presence and their songs are really catchy and they're super nice people. Okay, cool. Guilty pleasure artist or album? Jeez. I know. I'm making it worse, bro. Slow lightning. It's really so hard. I would probably say like Rent, you know? Rent. Okay. Rent soundtrack. Yeah, the Rent soundtrack. Favorite album of all time right now? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This is hard. It's okay. Um, I would probably have to say... I have to say... um, I don't have an answer. I really don't have an answer. Right. Favorite artist right too now. Too many. Um, favorite artist right now. It's a it's a toss up between Emily King and Alan Stone. Awesome. Very cool. All right. So what's your next show that you guys will have? This episode's going to air on February the twenty seventh. I think. Yeah. So this will end after that. I think it's your trying. Do we show. have anything in, in like scheduled? We have a couple things. So we have we're playing Triumph New Hope. At the end of March, then we're playing down in Delaware in April, and then like something in May. Honestly, February is like our most. Well, keep an eye out on on your uh, on their website, which is what pepperwinegroove.com. Awesome. And what are your socials? Um, just search Pepperwine, and you will find us. There's Everything. only like one other thing that's Pepperwine. It's one like word. This rapper, Mr. Killa. He has a song that's like Pepperwine. You'll it's just <laughs> you'll find Mr. Killa and us. And, uh, and you guys. <laughs> yeah. So anything Pepperwine, one one word Pepperwine. Right on. Well, yeah. I want to thank you guys for coming out. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank thanks for having, for having us. This was fun. And uh, yeah, it's always Good fun times. to talk to different artists and kind of see what they're listening to. And if you guys like any of uh, what we've talked about or you want to go listen to some of the music we've discussed, go to uh, our Spotify page and down at the bottom under playlist, you can find their episode with the, all the music attached, their music and all the artists or songs that we've discussed. Go find some new music because there's plenty out there. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Do Check This Out, a music podcast by Hambone Relay. You can find more info about Hambone Relay at www.hambonerelay.com. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and make sure you give us a review because those reviews really help us. Oh yeah, and one more thing. Don't listen to the haters, man. There's plenty of good music out there. You just have to keep looking. See y'all later. <laughs>